Hi, and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the winner of Nexus Park, Bird, about playing their first Survivor org and spreading their wings in the pre-merge. This is part one. I'm joined today by finalist and winner of Alliance Nexus Park, Bird. Hi, Bird. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, excited to hear all of your thoughts and feelings and everything that comes along with it uh, related to the season. Happy to share. You know, it's been a, a long time coming, so excited to finally get to talk it all out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I guess the best place to start is how you came to be a member of this community, uh, which I, if I remember correctly, was around Summit, Mm -hmm. watching Jessica. Yeah. So, yeah, Jessica and I went to college together along with PB and Inc., Um, And we're all in a board game club together. And so when COVID hit, we all moved the board game club online. And it's funny because I remember the first way that I was introduced to even the concept of orgs is we were playing the Jackbox game uh, Fibbage All About You, where you're like lying about your own life. And Jessica, the last game there is a two truths and a lie. And her lie was something like, I'm going to be playing three (laughs) online reality games next month. And we were like, huh? Like, (laughs) I don't even know what that would mean to be a lie. Um, But dug into a little bit further and she's like, oh, yeah, like, these are what orgs are. Like, I'm going to be starting this one alliance. Um, I think even the marooning or the no, it was. Yeah, it was marooning was happening during board game club, if I remember correctly. And so we were like, just on the call, like, you know, playing board games and she's like, okay, gotta go. I'm gonna go do this summit challenge. And you're like, okay, whatever. And like joined the server, (laughs) didn't really have any frame of reference for like what this online reality game thing was. I mean, I'd grown up watching Survivor. So when she told me about it, I was like, oh, like I have a frame of reference for what Survivor is, but like, we were still relatively new to discord at the time. like maybe i mean if summit was was that winter of 21 yes so we would i mean yeah so i guess i'd been on discord since like april of 2020 but like in basically like three servers and so had no idea like what this world could even look like and was like completely overwhelmed i think that i lurked in the summit server maybe said like four or five things like i remember that i winner picked jessica and she i think was playing in another org at the same time and so goose was also in that org so i remember like putting jess and goose high up on (laughs) and oh and i had joined hq actually i remember that i had joined hq because Allie had been doing some riddles right before the season started and so i also had seen dcs and stark's names and so i was like oh yeah i'm gonna like winner pick jessica i'm gonna put like dc stark 
goose up top here like knowing absolutely nothing and then completely lurking being like all these people know each other they're talking all the time i'm literally just here to support jessica like i don't know what's going on i did i do remember though like when i joined this community like my discord handle was bowtie queer because that's the username i use on everything and in our like school server i'd been called i like had changed my username to the cleric but when I joined the summit server, I was like, no, like, not going to be the cleric, but I also don't want to just be like this generic bowtie queer. So the name bird, I don't know, Ryan. It's like, <laughs> I, it, I think if anything, it's like too specific. Like, it doesn't feel like a name. It feels like a handle. It feels like a description. Yeah. It okay. feels like it's like who I am. Like, it was my like Tumblr URL and like... Sure. my instagram for a while like it feels more like a identifier than a name like i didn't want people to be like shortening that to bow tie calling me queer that'd be really weird yes i in the nexus or in the summit um boot list sheet you are labeled yeah. as bow tie mm -hmm. and uh fun fact you were the only person that season with a negative <laughs> score on the boot list game yeah, I really just yeah. picked, and then I think I randomized everything else, if I remember correctly. <laughs> like, I may have put, like, I don't even know, like, Nikki up near the top or something Yeah, yeah. useless like that. But yeah, I was like, I don't want to be called Bowtie. Like, that's, like, that doesn't feel like a name. So I, I think the name Bird was first a name I adopted in the Summit server. Hmm. Could not tell you, like where i got i mean i know where it came from it's a shortening of my name like mm -hmm. my i don't know real name feels weird but like whatever it's a shortening of my name and so i was like oh like that feels like a name but i think a lot of people assume like oh your name is bird you must like birds but if anything it was like it's it's just i just like are. picked bird and then sort of like was like well i guess if people are gonna call me bird like i should probably like birds embrace the bird thing but like <laughs> it was never a like oh like i really like birds so let's start going by bird it was just like no like that feels like it's like something that people could reasonably call you without it like being mm -hmm. weird um yeah what um what was your relationship with birds the creature prior to that i don't think i even had a relationship with birds the creature like never like i think i'd like maybe met one bird like in captivity like my fam like extended family owned a parakeet that i'd met once my my childhood beta fish was named pd parakeet glowy and then my last name which also starts with a g so then his name was p2g2 and so he was named after a parakeet okay but was a fish. There's, so, there's similarities. <laughs> I mean, now I'm a bird who like cosplays as a frog once a week. So I think a fish that's named after a bird is perhaps, <laughs> or a human that goes by bird are all not the weirdest things. Although the funniest thing is since I've been going by bird now online for like over two years now, like it's basically a name that like, I have adopted but my aunt and uncle their like pet name for each other is bird 
And so it becomes an issue when I'm around them because they will be trying to get each other's attention and they'll be like, bird, come over here. And I'm like, me? And then I'm like, nope, <laughs> not me. I'm not the one they're referring to. So that's been that's been the one negative of choosing this name for myself is um, it's a name that's kind of already been taken by people who are decently close to me. <laughs> seems Seems awkward. It's fine. I think I mentioned it to them one time. I was like, oh, yeah, my internet friends call me Bird. And they were like, oh, yeah, great. Like, they didn't really care. But also, yeah. it's not like I spend enough time around them that it's a pressing issue. But I, when I do spend time with them, the cognitive dissonance is real. Sure. Uh, so you stumbled your way into Summit and the HQ. Um, where would you say was the point when you started to kind of understand what was happening and get a feel for like what the people playing were actually doing. Yeah, I mean, I think I decently was active spectating, if you can consider it active spectating, to be reading most things. Like, I don't think I was talking, so I wasn't like... Like, I think when we talk about people who are active spectators, typically we talk about people who are actively engaging. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was producing, like, I was sharing my thoughts out. But I definitely remember watching most of the sort of pre-merge challenges, understanding at least somewhat about, like, who was going to vote who, what was going to go down. But I remember that, like, I really was hooked at the absolute worst time because it was when they were blindsiding Jessica. Mm -hmm. Because I remember she lived like basically in my building. We were living in an old house and she lived in my building and PB and I were roommates and I like talked to PB and I was like, Jessica's about to get voted out. And we were just sitting there and that's like when it really hit me that like we knew this thing was going to happen and it felt so real. But, like, it was weird because Jessica didn't know, but we did. And I think that, like, entranced me. And I, I still don't know if we said anything, but, like, that's when I was like, oh, like, this is a real thing that's happening that, like, I'm actively invested in. And it feels like it's, like, an active part of my life. Like, I genuinely care about, like, the fact that my friend's going to get voted out of this game that's on Discord and, like, doesn't feel like it should matter, but, like, that it matters a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I think once she got voted out is when we actually started interacting in the lounge. It was like, oh, well, now she's here and she can be the crutch. And... <laughs> that's that's such an interesting... Yeah, it it, it is hard to... I, I don't know. I think I think it's, it's hard to really understand what's going on, how somebody feels about something as a viewer... Um, yeah. but I would say that, you know, the, the, the spouses or partners, siblings, parents, et cetera, that have been in the lounge, um, in that, those sort of situations are the closest to having that understanding, uh, that if the, even if you haven't played, and I guess like this is in the same kind of ballpark of that. Yeah. And I just remember, like, yeah, we were basically, our COVID pod was made up of, you know, the people that I've mentioned who played Alliance and, like, two or three other friends. And so, at the time, 
not everyone was super engaged, but like we were engaged enough that like it felt like it was actively a part of all of our lives, not just Jessica's. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, yeah, weird. It's like, <laughs> no, we weren't in it and we were like, I wasn't even talking in the lounge, but like when she had to leave from a group event to go do a challenge, like then we went and tuned in on the other side and watched it happen. And so it was like, yeah, this is like yeah. an active piece of everyone's <laughs> lives. Which, yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Right. Um, so uh, Jessica voted out 12th in her season. Um, disappointingly so. Tragically. Uh, you applied to play Alliance that I think before Summit had even ended. Um, mm-hmm. Looks like it was early in February. And then uh, that summer we had High Seas. And I don't remember how much, how close you came to making that cast. Um, actually, I don't. I yeah. Don't well, so if I remember correctly. I wanted to play High Seas. I remember all my friends got dig and all of the like younger quote unquote people had like gotten the private lounge, but I was like, no, mm. I'm going to play. So like, I won't do that. And so like, I remember Mary like having to sneak out and go do testing and being like, oh, like I can't know what's going on. But then if I remember correctly, I pulled my own app because I was moving. So I knew that the season would bridge mm-hmm. moving here to Chicago. And so pulled it. I don't remember when. All I remember is that I got VIP and was like sad that I'd missed out on all of the dig testing. But yes, that sounds v- vaguely familiar. Um, yeah. I remember the the. What, the children's lounge <laughs> or whatever yeah. we had called it at the time whatever the name it was yeah the cool kids club something, something like, like that. that yeah uh but also before that was when we played brando's amazing race which i know isn't canon but is <laughs> I, semi-canon i don't have the memory for it because <laughs> i obviously wasn't playing nor yeah. really watching outside of no not really watching anyway yeah. um I, think I, I don't really got... remember much either, except that <laughs> we sort of accidentally won by fluke of a math square. Fluke of a math square. Yeah. That sounds like a good title for an autobiography. Yeah. My my fluke of a math square. I don't know if I can claim it, though. feels a little bit like it would have to be... Like, do people write dual autobiographies? Because I feel like... Brando owns the fluke of the math square. I just maybe maybe it's a a biographical account of the math square itself, and then you have (laughs) Brando's, you know, perspective. Your perspective. We can get other people's perspectives from the season that played. I'm sure that that audience is extremely niche, but but rabid. I'm sure they're rabid. Yeah, I'm sure that everyone wants to speak out. It's like when those when they like whatever do news stories and it's like whatever on People magazine, so and so speaks out about in this in this case it's DC speaks out about Math Square. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Wrong Tim. 
so, so uh, high seas comes. You don't play. Uh, we continue on. Um, I, I guess like uh, you you mentioned in your application that you'd been spectating orgs since December. Um, you've been watching Yester orgs and Red Pandorg um, during this time as well. Was there anything? I don't know. Like you don't play until Alliance Nexus Park, right? So, mm-hmm. was there anything in particular about Alliance that made it want to be the first one you played, or was that circumstantial? I mean, I, I think there's like sort of a multi-part answer to that. Like the first part is, it was what sort of brought me into this community, and it felt like the place where I'd actually like found a group of people, and so it felt special and sort of like I wasn't confident that I was going to play more than one org and so it was like if I'm going to do just one like this is the one that I want to be the only one but then the sort of more silly answer but I'm not that superstitious of a person but to that point no one who had won alliance had ever played something before that and so the part of me that was superstitious and you know wanted a chance to possibly win was a little bit feeling that and so that's the reason i brought up amazing race at all is because it's now become a somewhat debated issue as to whether that counts or not because then you can also argue that well then rdt had had played i think the mole prior to right playing so I think that the the lore at that point stood that you couldn't have played a survivor org prior to playing Alliance and still win. But I mean, there was like, obviously, that was not like the motivating factor, but it was enough of a like little thing in the back of my head that it was like, I don't need to have that be like, I don't want to allow any sort of limiting factors and maybe it would be psychological like even if it's not like a real thing like the knowledge like if i had played something else first like the knowledge that this like lore existed i think could have had some effect i don't know i don't really have a good reason it was partially that it was partially timing it was partially themes it was partially who i was spectating and who who was on the hosting team and i genuinely did then and genuinely do now really enjoy spectating so it was sort of like it felt a little bit like i was just doing a lot of studying to figure out what do the people like how does one do well what kind of challenges exist what does social game look like in a discord format Mm -hmm. um so yeah, a variety of reasons. <laughs> if you'd gotten to, if you'd been cast for High Seas, um, mm-hmm. how I don't know, as someone who watched that season, like mm-hmm. who do you feel you would have wanted to work with? Um, is there anybody you would have kind of had a sort of waxler relationship with and butted heads with and competed against? Like I want to say that RDT and I would have clicked. But I also think that so much of what's genuine about our friendship is that it's not built on any real competition. It's just built on us, like, being friendly competitors. I've now played with CC in Yesterorgs and Crystal in the Challenge, if we sort of count that as a same universe thing. Um, 
Crystal and I worked well together. I think Cece and I might have butted heads even more if we had met in high seas. I think a lot of our working relationship in Yesterorgs was built on the prior knowledge of each other, less than it, or more than it was on if we had just sort of met naturally. I'm not sure that that would have gone as smoothly as it did in Yesterorgs. Um, Moss seems lovely. Um, I'm sad that she's not around as much because she seems great. I think I would have really liked to get to know Dano and get to play with Dano. He just seems like such a fun energy. But I don't know. I I think it's, I mean, counterfactuals are always so difficult. But I think it would have been fun, I think, in particular to get to play with RDT. I don't think his personality as I know it now was quite on show then. And so I'm not sure if thinking about that and that view. I mean, I guess I, I've played with him now, too. Um, <laughs> I played with him in RPO, but I think that that also was colored by the fact that we already knew each other by the time we played that. But mm -hmm. okay. I don't know. Okay. So, um, skip ahead to fall of 2021, and it's time for another season of Alliance. This time we are jump. we are blasting off into the future so to speak to 20, not into space not into space just the future to <laughs> 2057 um for a future themed uh theme park and so i don't know like now now of, of course like as we always do anybody who'd applied in the past that has still expressed interest in wanting to play we'll reach out to them like hey we got a new season these are the dates what do you think um, we did that with you, and I don't remember if it was, like, an instant, yes, I'm in, or if there was, like, a wait and see. But ultimately, you are on board for Nexus Park. Yeah, I think there was also, I remember being somewhat apprehensive about the dates because I had a big deadline at work, like, the first week of the season. And so I was a little bit worried that, like, I was going to be working super overtime, but I also felt like... I'd already pushed off in the previous season that I was like, I'm just going to figure out how to make this work. And clearly it was not an issue. No. Activity wise. I, I, I don't think that ever <laughs> crossed my mind. Um, so uh, we get to, so let's, let's get to marooning then. Yeah. Um. As as someone who had spectated a fair bit of other places, uh, were there any people you recognized when you got showed up in the marooning channel? Yeah, so I mean, the most obvious is Waxler. Obviously, was surprised mm -hmm. to see him there. You know, I guess when people <laughs> deny, deny, deny things, you should it, maybe at them. some point not believe them. But I also feel like he's a he's not the type of person that I expect to be actively lying about things and so i was genuinely surprised to see him there everyone else was that i had some prior knowledge of was sort of by reputation more than anything else um i'd been spectating yester orgs but didn't really know smm i think he was in the high seas server as well if i remember correctly so mm -hmm. it sort of seen him there but like i don't think it ever 
had a one-on-one conversation with him, but was excited to see him. Um, I remembered seeing... Somehow I knew that Darcy was connected to Spencer. All I can think is maybe when she had joined the HQ, maybe Spencer had mentioned her. But somehow I knew that she was connected to Spencer, but that was sort of all my knowledge of her. And then the last one was Jordan. We hadn't spoken either, but I knew that she had been reacting a bunch in Crystal's uh, partners in crime confessional and that Crystal was running like an emoji like everyone who reacted to her she like would think and she was keeping score of how many reacts every given person had given and I had noticed that Jordan's number was really high and I was like so Jordan and Crystal must know each other I found out subsequently like weeks into the season that that was sort of a misconception that they didn't really have any knowledge of each other but in my mind at the time it was like you only react in the confessionals of people that you have some prior relationship with and so clearly they must know each other so i figured that jordan and waxler must also have some prior connection but that was not at all real but the other note the other reason i recognized jordan was because rpo was ramping up for their train season and Rain had set up a channel where we could just send the word chugga every 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so Jordan and I, along with Wib and a couple other people, were super active in the chugga channel. So the other reason I recognized Jordan was because she was active in the chugga channel. Um, the ties that bind. Yeah, I mean, obviously that had real real implications for things but otherwise that was it from people that i immediately recognized yeah okay uh we end up throughout the course of marooning uh having a cast of 18 Mm -hmm. we'd had that before once before uh during dark forest which was a 666 starting tribe season uh here we asked you to take a bus from marooning <laughs> to the terminals of the park where you would get um an uh, an implant <laughs> injected into you yeah um, you know normal things normal things uh try out some food some drink throw away your garbage and you know eventually make your way into the park proper yeah uh so uh, and this was chaos because of how we chose to do it um letting everybody kind of go at their own speed uh but on the other side you got because some parts of it were like actual things you had to deduce it allowed people who couldn't do that to just copy off everyone else that could yeah so mixed bag yeah and i remember that i had some innate desire to be the first to finish which obviously will become a refrain throughout this conversation. But I was like, oh, I'm going to be the first through. And so I remember that I basically didn't read anything. I just read (laughs) as much as I needed to to get to the next step. Sometimes saw other people getting responses that I wasn't getting and stealing those rather than like actually putting any effort into processing what was happening. Yes. Color me shocked. (laughs) I know. I know. Big surprise. (laughs) I, I know that that's so out of character. 
Yes. Uh, what we didn't really, I haven't really touched on it. Um, but what kind of was your relationship? Isn't really the right word, but um, maybe anticipation or um, expectation for the sub channels and and command hunting in general. Yeah, I mean. I remember that I had talked to RDT a few days before the season started, um, just sort of trying to talk through his experience. And in that conversation, I was like, oh, yeah, like subchannels seem so cool. Like I plan to be in them all the time, do all the searching. Like that's one of the things that makes Alliance so special. And like, I'm going to eat this all up. Um, <laughs> So that, the fact that I didn't do so much of that was, but yeah, no, coming in, I was like, yeah, that's going to be like, I'm really excited to dive into that and make that part of my identity that I'm someone who's searching all the time. Part of your identity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so you end up on the blue euphoria tribe. Mm -hmm. uh, alongside Darcy, Jordan, Lord Shamrock, Maddie, Nay, Benjamin, Steph, and Taylor. Um, pretty fun-filled, exciting tribe. <laughs> uh, I, you know, getting DM channels, getting a chance to actually talk to these people one-on-one, -on -one, away from the 18-person group chat that is marooning. Uh, how did you find your connections forming? Were there any, was there anybody that it just took a while to get going yeah i mean so i remember that you had let us go immediately into the sub channels as soon as we got to our camp um mm. without like needing to wait for everyone to show up so i remember that i went immediately into the sub channels and was joined quickly i think by maddie and maybe Taylor. I think there were a couple of us who went straight in. And so I remember that Maddie and I were running around together. So he was someone that I was like, well, if he's also going to be into this running around exploring thing, like that's someone that I should link up with. So I think from like the first hours, I was like, oh, Maddie's my guy. Like he's the one who I'm going to stick with. Um, but then I think it must have been in DMs with Darcy that things started sort of that that conversation just flowed really freely and felt really comfortable if i remember correctly jordan was working the night of marooning and so that friendship didn't like immediately blossom but i do remember then over the next few days like we bonded over the shared sort of rpo silly things bonded over the fact that our nitro wouldn't let us use all of the <laughs> off server emojis and so we like started our little emoji challenge that we set for ourselves to try to use all of the on server emojis throughout the season and so that sort of was a silly touch point that we started with i remember that shamrock was kind of hard to get a hold of um spen was less active because he was um i think in class or something i don't remember oh and then Steph, I think the first night was at Shannon Blink's wedding, yes. but then when she showed up, I mean, much can be said for the communication style of Steph, <laughs> um, but I remember that she and I just like sort of, the, the vibes just felt kind of chill, like not like 
immediately like oh my gosh i'm gonna like spill all my secrets to you but more just like oh you're like someone that is enjoyable to talk to and is really nice and then taylor great but can be kind of all over the place um but i remember thinking that he was just like a fun energy and someone that i was excited to get to know but also sort of in the camp of like i don't really know like what you're up to but you seem really cool and fun and like someone that i want to talk to uh yeah you mentioned your quick dm bonding with darcy uh, <laughs> at the time you your dm channel with darcy became the third dm channel to hit a thousand messages on the fourth day that it was open uh joining such notable pairs as ally and ap from chattern and ace and crab from dark forest which isn't huh. exactly a notable pair because yeah. <laughs> they weren't really allies but huh. um yeah that's it's pretty quick yeah, and I think something about, I mean, right, I mentioned that I was worried about my activity levels because of work, but this big deadline we had actually didn't end up being quite as much work to the push as I thought it would be. And I think Darcy was sort of able to talk at school. And so I think part of what was so fast and easy there was that of all the people on our tribe, we were the two who could basically be on whatever, not 24-7, but... 16 7 or whatever and so like we just talked non-stop first thing i would do when i wake up in the morning was dm darcy i'd do it all day at work get home keep talking would say good night and go immediately to sleep so <laughs> how i guess like what what did that because because that's kind of gonna end up happening with other you know, you mentioned it took a little longer, but eventually I feel like that was kind of the same routine you ended up with being in with Jordan and mm -hmm. uh, other players as we get further deeper into the game. Mm -hmm. What, uh, not that I don't have the capacity to talk that much to people, but in such a condensed, confined scenario, situation, um, also you're competing against these people and I don't know, how, how did that kind of, I don't know, was this diff, was this, when you kind of look back on it now, was that something that you would have expected from yourself or was it less in character? Well, it's funny. I was looking back through my confessional and saw a note from myself where I said something like, I'm an introvert and I overcorrect by talking way too much. Um, because it was that was in reference to the fact that I guess I sent the most channels and or the most messages in our marooning channel, um, <laughs> even though I hate giant group chats and that's like a space that I feel uncomfortable in. But that often over presents as like talking more, and so I think to some extent it's a little bit of that. To some extent, it's that I told myself going in that I wanted to come out of this with friends and I think that was a refrain that I <laughs> kept up throughout the game whether or not that's something that mm -hmm. feels true from an outsider perspective I do think it's at least true to what the intention was there that like no matter what happened I wanted to 
meet these people and get to know them. And so even if they were com my competitors, like the game I knew was going to end in 39 days, but the friendship was something that I wanted to bring further. So I think that was part of it too. I also just like, in general, like have a bad habit of not being able to like, just like focus on one thing at once. And so I think the ability to like have lots of these conversations all going at once is something that in general has spilled over to the other orcs I've played since that like I always want to be doing something and a really easy way to always be doing something is if you can have two or three <laughs> active conversations going at once like that's a way to keep focused on like to to not feel like my brain is stagnating or getting distracted it's like well if I can just be like talking all the time then like that gives my brain something to focus on makes sense to me uh <laughs> i think it you know because we're we're looking at uh this season as one where so many in in so many respects and in so many categories things blew up right mm -hmm. figuratively literally etc <laughs> um we go from having no season cross the 50,000 DM message number to Nexus Park still to this day being the second largest DM message season with 85,000 like like that's an insane number right um and you know that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg in terms of the data and what it means and what it says and what it does uh so okay so on the other side you mentioned going into the sub channels uh you cut you know in that big long message where you mentioned the introvert and overcorrection mm -hmm. uh you also talked about recognizing easter eggs that you had already found out in the sub channels and things like that uh did you were you able to recognize so so you were able to access intensity rotation station and rugrat realm on your original mm -hmm. euphoria tribe one thing we'd done this season each sub channel had a bot voiced mm. by somebody who had played <laughs> before uh so people you have already mentioned as at least being familiar with intensity was voiced by crystal um and like this wasn't really a secret because we're like it's mm. crystal bot <laughs> <laughs> shocking what a who would have thought um rugrat realm was voiced by bread as bread bot and rotation station was voiced by jess jessica mm. is as jess bot um so it's funny because like the other people who i've talked to from this season who have had connections to the voices like steph knew shanbot um and the and so forth like steph didn't really spend a lot of time in the sub channel uh mm -hmm. didn't really make that connection um bramble spent a little time but like i think had said that they didn't even really listen to Breadbot <laughs> during the season um so I don't know what was it like to kind of hear those voices as part of the world that you were playing in? It was really cool. I guess in retrospect, it may have pulled back the veil a little bit, like may have broken a little bit of the immersion in that it was like, oh, like I've talked to Bread before. I <laughs> know Jessica very well. So it was like, oh, like these are people I know and 
there they are right in it. But I think just, like, it was incredibly cool to me that, like, oh, like, these people I know are, like, right here. Like, they're the ones giving me the information. I remember I was collecting all of the links to their audio. And as we'll get to later, I remember being like, oh, can I, like, share Crystal's audio with Waxler and share bread's audio with bram like that it, it to me it just seemed so cool that like whoa like these people i care about are like right here and like this means a lot to me and i want to share it with the people who i think it would mean a lot to as well um yeah and i i think at some point later in my confessional i'm like yeah i just want to like it, it can be so lonely when you're inside the game which is something I'd been warned about but I think was really true when you can only see like six channels and basically Jess and Mary just like weren't talking to me for that length of time just like out of fear of sort of spoiling anything and so I remember with Jess in particular it was like oh like if I go in here and like run those commands like it can feel a little bit like oh i'm just like sitting here and here's a friendly voice here that like makes this feel a little bit less foreign and a little bit more like oh like this is a place that i'm comfortable in and that you know these people that mean a lot to me are here and part of it yeah it's it's a nice thing yeah yeah um additionally out there in those sub channels you were the first person on the cast to find one of our neural links uh and if i remember correctly you did not even or no you did you would so you'd asked for dms with everybody on your tribe at like 5 30 and a little over an hour later you found the neural link so you know already another chance at another dm for you that um, was one of the most anxiety-inducing <laughs> things to have gotten, though, right? Like, I'm already overwhelmed with, like, oh, I'm meeting all these people, and now you're like, oh, by the way, here's another. you want to talk to someone else? And I'm like, do I talk to, like, right, I'd mentioned I knew SMM and Waxler, but I was like, that feels kind of weak to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, build on the fact that these are people I already know. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, but, like... I want to use this thing and then i was like oh my gosh like wait i found an advantage within the first whatever hour and 15 minutes of <laughs> being in this game like that doesn't feel possible <laughs> little did i know that you probably hit them really easy to find because you wanted us to find them as quickly as possible but that was not passing that was not a thought in my head at that <laughs> moment in time it was just like what is this where did it come from at ah. Yeah, like, did you... Obviously, you're not going to get a chance to make the decision. Yeah. But did you, beyond not necessarily wanting to use it to connect to SMM or Waxler, did you go further than that? Like, Yeah, I mean, so I actually had a whole document that I was keeping during marooning of just sort of, like, random things about people that I learned, and most of them didn't have that many notes but i did remember that of the people who didn't end up on my tribe smm i sort of knew i already liked so he stood out waxler i knew i had 
interacted with. So while he wasn't like super active in marooning, if I remember correctly, I was like, that would be good. But then the person that I didn't know who wasn't on my tribe who stood out was Bram. So the fact that, <laughs> as we'll get to later, that turned into something like that was probably the the third thing I had thought about. My other thought was cross-tribe communication seems really helpful if there's a swap this feels like the kind of thing that i might want to hold on to for a swap because if i am going to make allies here the likelihood of all of my allies swapping to the same <laughs> tribe as me seems unlikely so part of me was like well what's the rush to use this we literally just started there's no reason to like immediately try to talk to someone over there when i have no frame of reference i might be better off holding this to connect with my allies later or you know if i for some reason have a better sense of people down the road use it for something like that i can imagine uh, what there was also i imagine the thought of like you know i i know when smm was deciding on who to connect with his Neuralink later <laughs> in the season he's like well they have a tribal council coming up so i'm gonna wait <laughs> so i don't accidentally like <laughs> connect to the person who gets voted out and, yeah you know you could have connected to trip right oh no <laughs> and then all of a sudden nope like it lasts it doesn't even last because like trip wouldn't have even responded presumably Trip is the only person in my marooning spreadsheet though who has not a single note except for his pronouns <laughs> like every other person has at least one note on them trip's note is a question mark Oof. so at least i would have made it two rounds with someone with a neural link most likely <laughs> but <laughs> so uh so you found yours um yeah the traject the time to trajectory uh waxler found his second mm -hmm. maddie found one after that mm -hmm. and then bramble found theirs and i believe these were all on the first day mm -hmm. so when you are there debating who to connect with your Neuralink. And then all of a sudden, you have a Neuralink created for you, connecting you to Bramblecat. What was the initial reaction? I think just surprise, but also like excitement, right? Like if, like the fact that it was one of the people that I most wanted to talk to. And I think like, even if it had been like, if it had been a Waxler and SMM, like, I think I maybe even would have been less excited because it would have felt to me like, oh, they're taking the cop out that I'm not sure if I want to take or not. And so the fact that it was like, oh, this is someone who I think seems cool and was thinking of connecting to. And oh, wait, they also think I'm cool. Like, this is like, <laughs> seems like the best possible outcome that it's like a mutual feeling of. I think you'd be interesting and I want to get to know you better. And I don't even have to think to myself, does this person feel the same way about me? Because like they were the one who initiated it. So I think like maybe a little shocked that Bram used it immediately because obviously none of the other ones get activated anytime in the immediate <laughs> right. timeline. But like, I think more just like, oh, cool, this is a person who I thought was cool and wanted to get to know better, and they must feel the same way about me because they initiated this, and so I don't have to question that they think I'm 
Cool. And, you know, thinking back on the season, that was like, oh, this is someone cool. I think they're great and want to talk to them. And I think to your question of, like, these are your competitors, like, why are you telling them everything and talking to them all the time? Like, of all of them, that's probably the one I should have been more wary of. But I think even from the early on in those conversations, it was like oh, this is someone who's just really easy to talk to and who I want to tell everything to. And so the speed with which I told Bramblecat things that were happening in my world was probably faster than one would suspect from a cross-tribe situation. But that's also in character for (laughs) much of what goes on here. So there was surprising. One of the things that I think maybe portends some of the friction that's going to arise between you and Bramble in this game further down the line is it felt like, yes, you and Bram talked a a fair bit and um, were fairly open with each other, but most of it kind of wasn't about like game strategy type conversations the way it obviously had to be when you're going to tribal council and you have to cast a vote and Bramble's not going to be there. So like, what are they, what can they really bring to that conversation type of thing? Was that, uh, I don't know, was that like intentional? Was that just kind of how it happened? I think it was just kind of how it happened. And it felt like we were keeping each other updated on like what was going to happen it was like oh i think this person's going home this vote but i feel like we were both in similar ish spots on our tribes like maybe if at some future time it seemed like oh no bram's in danger like that was a connection that i wanted to keep into a potential merge so like maybe if there had been some moment of like oh this is like something like i don't know i need to try to throw a challenge because i think i'm in a better spot than they are and i don't want them to get voted out but i guess i I think it was not purposeful it was just like yeah like we're not voting each other out so we don't need to get each other to vote so it, it can just be sort of social rather than strategic i mean i remember we like talked about who our closest allies were and had some sort of working loose idea of like oh this would be cool if we find each other later but i think it's hard also to make any strategic relationship when you have a network of people you're working with so anytime you talk to them you also understand that they're hopefully talking to the people like that the people you're talking to are also talking to each other but Mm -hmm. anytime i talk to bram it's like i can hear what waxler's thinking for instance, through a telephone line, or I can hear about Chaco, but I've never met Chaco, and I can't talk to her myself. And so, like, I can't have those conversations. And so I think just, like, having one ally is great and fine, but if you don't know anything about their allies, it wasn't, like, there was space, it felt like, to even just, like, try to build any sort of anything beyond the social because there wasn't like that like there was no way to know what that network looked like beyond the one connection i had Mm -hmm. that's that's fair uh it 
it's such a it's such a uh, uh, the the ability to have such a direct connection across the tribes um because obviously in later seasons you'll see you know tribes that have sub channels together or um something else along those lines or specific sub channels together or whatever the case may be and at least in you know while in those scenarios you don't have any the privacy afforded to you by a neural link you can't you know everything that somebody tells you in a sub channel could possibly be tainted by the fact that like well i don't want to say the wrong thing in case somebody else shows up and sees it mm-hmm. and here you don't really have to worry about that but yeah you also don't have the capacity to talk to anybody else outside of bram to know you know what the truth is where the reality ends and the the sort of you know how, what what tint or what color the glasses are that bram is viewing this the her their tribe and then how much more that gets distorted when it become when the information passes to you so that when you do actually get to talk to wax and chaco and so on and everybody else at the merge or in a challenge or something you know that's the first time you really get a chance to like okay this is what i've been told for the first two weeks of the game <laughs> now let's see how that matches up with like my connection with these people in reality I think it is funny that, like, probably colored partially by it being both of our first games. Mm. I think that despite the fact that, like, there wasn't a whole lot of strategy talk going on, the amount of honesty that we had with each other also feels kind of surprising in a way that I don't think, like, if I were in a similar situation now, I think I would be more guarded about, like, I don't really know this person or their intentions, but at the time it was like, yeah, here's who I'm working with. Here's who I think is going to get voted out. Here's who I'm wary of. Um, And maybe part of that was facilitated also by, because there was some distance. It was like, if I say this person's driving me crazy, well, there's no way that it's going to get back to them. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't so much a strategy talk as just like a, we're friends. Let's be friends. Let's talk about friend things. <laughs> One of the things that I think really helps, you know, when we look at the other neural links that are going to get formed, Maddie and Waxler, SMM and Darcy, um, they either get formed so late that they have very little impact on anything until the merge happens, at which point they just become a normal DM channel. Um, or the connection there isn't something that blossoms in any particular direction yeah but on top of that like you know i i when i think i forget who i was talking to that you know kind of pushed back on the idea that this that a neural link was even in and of itself like that significant or that important Mm -hmm. and you know when you look at the smm darcy one or the waxler maddie one like no they weren't really that important honestly yeah uh but they also weren't formed until like the second week of the game whereas you and bram get yours on day one so everybody that you're connecting with on your tribe you're being you're able to connect with bram for the same length of time Mm -hmm. so there's no there's no i mean i guess there is still a little bit because you're not you know the strategy stuff and the voting stuff isn't there but 
the the sort of the leg up your relationship with Bram has at the merge compared to every other person who's just getting a chance to talk to somebody else at that point is huge. It's a gulf if of distance. Yeah. I mean um, that merge goes so different if not for that relationship. Yeah. Um, and I think in general the no swaps format would go so differently if not like I I don't know what would have happened at that merge if <laughs> there wasn't some sort of tie there where Bram and I were like, yeah, we're always exchanging information. Cause I think that's the thing. We weren't like talking that much strategy, but as soon as we hit merge, it was like, Oh, you're someone I'm comfortable telling what's going on. And so while that plays out in a very strange way, it, it, in many ways it was like, no, there's just this comfort here where like, you're someone that I know and I know how you think already. And I know what kinds of things like, I know how to talk to you even like <laughs> yeah yeah you 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 just have that additional I mean I don't even know how to describe it but it's just like you you get to skip all the sort of introductory conversations that everybody else is having yeah and you can just jump straight ahead to like chapter four <laughs> basically well like... and yeah I mean it's like even weird things like knowing that court was on the outs like, mm -hmm. I could have had some frame of reference for that, if not for this neural link. But like, not only did it inter, not only did it influence my interactions with Bram, it also influenced yes. my interactions with SMM Waxler Beans Court. Like that, I had some window into who they were and what mattered to them and what they were thinking about. Right. I don't know. I think neural links are important. Whoever thinks they are, clearly. <laughs> didn't have one from day one of the game <laughs> I, I would say a neural link was important this season yeah and and maybe that's kind of where the line ends <laughs> because and i do think like not only a neural link but a neural link and who it connected like had yes. waxler and i connected for example i think that would have been probably the ex opposite of the bram relationship where it would have been more strategic and less social right like so i think not only is it like a neural link was important because of when it was formed but also who had it and how right. was it used all right uh <laughs> let's get into this first immunity challenge Woo. so as somebody who has watched and viewed alliance you knew it was going to be a 24-hour challenge in some capacity mm -hmm. um it ends up being riding a ferris wheel for 24 hours easiest check-in challenge that you've done <laughs> i think by far by far uh you the restrictions here were you could not ride it more than 10 times uh your tribe could only put four people on it at any given time and that's it <laughs> yep. that's really it uh, and when you check in you show up and then you can leave after you yes. send your message yeah you do not have to do anything once you're on it um so at any given point there could be eight people riding the ferris wheel at the same time four from each tribe uh, uh yeah what did you have an approach did you have any ideas about this did you know getting a chance to talk to the people in the other tribe were was that 
on your mind significantly? Did it matter? Did you utilize it? How did it go? I mean, I think at the time, right, like, because we didn't know there weren't going to be swaps, like, I think it sort of was like, oh, whatever, like, it's a chance to talk to people, but also I have a life, so if I can take a nap between my check-ins or go for a walk, like, that's probably going to take priority over spending the time talking. I do know that because I had the foresight that this was going to happen, and having seen various success in people doing previous check-in challenges, I immediately jumped on making a spreadsheet. I remember one of the things that was most important to me was making sure that the time zones converted properly so that there could never be a concern of saying, oh, I this was set in Eastern time, but I'm in Pacific and I misconverted and forgot, like, whatever, missed this thing by three hours because... I thought this was in my time zone and not yours. Um, and I remember, like, I didn't want to be the person who took charge. But I also didn't want to fail so badly that I was like, I would rather take charge here and now and be someone that people think is a valuable asset and then deal with the people think I'm overbearing later, <laughs> mm -hmm. if that comes to pass. Um but I remember, like, having the idea that, oh, like, we can have the people spread out at 15-minute intervals. I can't remember exactly what the motivation for that was. I think just to, like, make sure that there was always coverage in case people missed their time slot by a little bit. Um, and, like, making sure that my spreadsheet properly counted who was taking a ride but i remember the biggest frustration there was that like lord shamrock just like was not showing up and so like we were putting all of this work into like coordinating all of these things but knowing that the other tribe probably was doing the exact same and so trying to make sure that everyone showed up and pulled their weight i think was a big stressor that like no matter how much organization you have if someone decides not to show up then there's nothing you can do about them not showing up. Right. And We're... then if I remember correctly, he does show up later while I'm on the Ferris wheel. Yes. Is annoyed because we've pinged him like four times. <laughs> but because I'm on the Ferris wheel, I don't have to deal with this. And I remember being so endlessly thankful because I think Darcy and Jordan like talked him down and were like, listen, like this is why we've been trying to get your attention. Like all we're asking is that you literally send a message. Like, if you can't sign up for all 10 slots that are allotted to you, like, doing any is good. And I think he threatened to throw the challenge, and then he was, like, stealing other people's time slots. And I was like, we literally built a sheet so that we could track this. And I just remember that I was very thankful that I was not there to have to actually have that interaction because I would have lost it if I actually was there to talk to him <laughs> yeah but it's also funny because i remember being like oh i'm so glad that my allies are doing this for me like why why is it me why like i am a member of this tribe but i feel like i remember being like oh i put this together and i'm glad that other people are enacting the thing that i want them to do not like oh they're doing this because this is what we all should be wanting hmm <laughs> interesting Interesting. Uh, given the nature of this challenge, that you can, 
you in, in individually cannot see everything that's happening, obviously. But over the course of time, you know, as you're talking about the challenge or discussing this, that, and the other thing, you can kind of piece together, you know, who's active on the other tribe, who's up at night, who's doing the late night mm-hmm. shifts, who's doing this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, if if you're a member of Mirth, you're probably sitting there saying, like, I haven't seen Lord Shamrock on the Ferris wheel yet. Like, I wonder what's up with that. Or if you're on Euphoria, you might be saying, I haven't seen Trip on the Ferris wheel yet. Wonder what's up with that. Um, and so, you know, most a lot of these challenges, at least more recently, are designed in a way where you're not going to know that you won when you get to the mm-hmm. end necessarily, but you can sort of get a feel, you can sort of feel out how things are going for the other tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, was that something that like, what d- did you have a feel for that as you, as this challenge went on? Well, I think what was kind of tough is because you could take back to back shifts. I think for the most part, like, I wish I'd pulled up my tracking spreadsheet, but I'm not invested enough to actually go find it. But um, uh, I think we mostly took like big swaths of time. So I remember mm-hmm. I would take like four or five shifts back to back. And so I think, and it seemed like the other tribe was doing something similar. So I think it was a little hard to know because it was like, yeah, it seems like they're also keeping it full at the same time that we're keeping it full. But like, I remember seeing like, Jimmy and Waxler and I don't know, some third person. And that like I'd get off and I'd get back on and it would be the same people. And so I think it was a little hard to get a sense because I don't think as a tribe we were talking so much about like, oh, who was on there with you? Mm -hmm. And so it was a little hard to like know that say, oh, well just because I never saw Court doesn't mean she wasn't riding. It just means that the shifts that I took were different than the shifts like the big block of time she took i think if it had if we'd scattered more it would have been easier to get a sense but i think because i knew that shamrock had only taken whatever two or three when it was all said and done i didn't know for sure that trip hadn't and i don't think that was something bram and i were talking about because that would have been the other way to know. But I don't think that Bram was like, oh my god, this trip guy has never shown up and isn't doing the challenge. Right. And so, like, that would have been the other way to know. But I think, like, we were both in our little world of, like, let's just nose to the grindstone and see what happens. I don't think I had any real sense that we were in the lead. Okay. I mean, not. I don't think we won by that much, did we? Not. No, not really. Um... So yeah, you you mentioned the chunks of time. You did a four hour chunk at the very beginning, and then a six hour chunk overnight into yeah. the morning. Um, in your first chunk, you probably would have spent a lot of time with Jimmy and SMM. Uh, in your second chunk, it was overlapped with Waxler, Court, and Chaka Beans. It looks yeah. like predominantly. Um, but yeah, like you said, Lord Shamrock. Everybody except Lord Shamrock does the full ten. Yeah. Shamrock got two. Well, and I just remember, like, trying to figure out how to make it work around, like, Jordan's work schedule, but the fact that she was Pacific time, so we could fit her in overnight, and then, like, Nay being able to do it around watching her kids, and Mm -hmm. Sven, we knew that he stayed up late, um, 
Yeah, I remember a lot of, yeah, just figuring out what time chunks did work for everyone was a big to-do. But also, like, was a big to-do because we were trying to make sure that everyone did their full 10. Right. That, like, there was a big eye towards making sure that everyone who was around was going to max out. What would have happened if I had tried to ride an 11th time? Was there a penalty? I can't remember. Uh, I think it just would prevent you. I believe that's how the command was set up. But actually, no, the command wouldn't actually care about that. Um, yeah. Because I couldn't set it up. Was this Dino or something, wasn't it? Or Yag? Oh, if you use the command... Yeah, it was Yag. If you use the command to ride an 11th time, you'll be taking a spot from one of your tribe mates and you won't earn anything for it. Mm. So it was just kind of... You could do it, but it didn't do anything. Well, and there was some penalty for leaving the... Was there a penalty for leaving it unoccupied? Would that have been an incentive to... Um, like, was the first tiebreaker most minutes or whatever, like... The coverage? first the first thing we cared about was um, that eight members of your tribe had to ride the Ferris wheel at some point. If that didn't mm. happen, you lost. So mm. we got through that. That was not a big problem. Second thing was... The tribe with the fewest minutes without a rider on the Ferris wheel would win. So that's the reason why, I guess, you could ride an 11th time. If yes. you had mistimed everything and there was no one on there, then and you then, could ride an 11th. And then the tiebreaker after that, which is what this is going to come down to, is the tribe that had the most rides total on the Ferris wheel mm -hmm. would win. And so Mirth ends up with 78 rides while euphoria has 82 mm. so pretty close mm -hmm. yeah. yeah uh so yeah you win the first immunity challenge the tribal Woo! immunity ferris wheel um you're not going to be the first person voted out or <laughs> uh yeah what do you what what does a bird do in a pre-merge day off like this one. Talk to Darcy all day. <laughs> Talk to Jordan all day. I think at this point, like, I'm talking to both of them. Yeah. Pretty much all the time. I I think I remember checking in with Bram. Bram was like, yeah, like, I still don't think I ever had a real sense that Trip had just, like, basically never shown up. Like, in my view, he was just, like, sort of your store brand inactive person who's like around a little bit and but like mm -hmm. i don't think i had a full sense of like oh this like trip person basically like never existed but i think bram was like oh yeah i think we're gonna vote out trip but i think pretty much like i didn't say day off great i'm gonna log off discord because i didn't have a sense of how to do that i don't have a sense of how to do that now mm -hmm. but i think it was like great this is a day to just like continue to lean even further into those Bums. social connections that i've started to form and just to strengthen those even further so it's like oh great no challenge today no tribal today let's just like talk about what i'm doing <laughs> sure well uh yeah uh mirth goes to tribal council uh trip does not show up does not cast a vote <laughs> Uh, it is a seven to one vote on trip with an SMM vote being cast for Waxler. 
Uh, I don't remember if Bram told me about that either. I think that Bram did because I was like, oh, that's kind of weird that Waxler got a vote. But yeah, uh, classic <laughs> SMM things. Yep. <laughs> Little did we know. Um. So uh, that brings us to the second immunity challenge, which is Space Cadet. Love Space Cadet. Great challenge. Top tier. Uh, so the idea here being that, uh, I think you had what, like 30 minutes and you'd be matched up against somebody on the other tribe and in one V one format every so often at random times during that 30 minutes, you would get a prompt that would show up and it would ask you to do a short, generally short task. Um, so for example, sort these letters in alphabetical order uh sort these letters in a reverse alphabetical order uh, type this word backwards solve this math equation unscramble this anagram um etc etc roman numerals what f- country does this flag represent yada 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 uh we gave both tribes the opportunity to put each other in order however they we wanted them to uh, i know mirth i believe started from a position of what's everyone's favorite numbers and then yeah. filled in after that and meanwhile over on euphoria you had to do this in addition to sitting somebody out um which i assume the sit out happened first which would end up being lord shamrock and then after that you did what uh alphabetized yeah i don't know how else we were supposed to do it i mean however this you is want. another case of me taking charge i think <laughs> sounds oh, right like- I'm pretty sure these first three challenges were all me being like, okay, I'm going to figure out what we're doing here because no one else is stepping up. And I don't even remember, like, we've talked a bit in this current Alliance season about volunteering people to sit out. Like, I'm not even confident that Lord Shamrock stepped up himself. Like, I'm pretty sure we were sitting there like, hey, we need to figure out these matchups and he wasn't there. So whether it was me unilaterally doing it, I'm not sure that he might be showed up himself i don't know yeah i'm sure it sucks um to have to step up and and take that kind of control of this that the other um it's a scary position to put yourself in it very very often goes wrong when you watch the show uh or in orgs too for that matter um which is incredibly frustrating as a host (laughs) because it means nothing gets done uh so uh appreciate appreciative of somebody t- biting that bullet mm. um so bird b puts you number one on number one. the euphoria tribe and uh ends up being a pretty uh fantastic matchup probably the matchup that you know if we were putting together the people we wanted to see go compete against each other we would have created which is you against waxler i can't say i was excited about that definitely was like a this is probably the person that i would least want to face in some sort of head-to-head challenge knowing what i know of these people but (laughs) on the other hand you locked us out of our dms once we started the challenge Mm -hmm. so from that perspective of the people that I would want to talk to, 
I guess continuing my conversation with Bram might have been enjoyable, but not all that more informative. So from a who do I want to exchange information with, at least it was someone that I was willing to actually have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure from a TV perspective, you really matched <laughs> up the two people who would be sort of maybe the most fun to see play against each other, but also a challenge that I think either one of us had we been matched with someone else would have completely dominated the probably other person. And just because we were matched together, there was no, (laughs) no need to do that. I do remember, I know there's often discussion amongst folks about the use of solvers. I do remember for this one having a whole, I, (laughs) I had just gotten access to a second monitor from work and so oh. was going crazy with all of the things that come about from that. <laughs> and I do remember for this challenge having the challenge in Discord open on my laptop, but on the monitor having a website that did alphabetization, a website that reversed the order of things, a website that pulled me all the prime numbers up to a certain number, a website that all these other things i still have i had learned previously that you can turn off spoiler text so Mm -hmm. i knew that you like to hide things in spoilers so i'd turned off the spoiler text feature i had a calculator open um i remember that like yeah this was a challenge that i was like i'm just gonna like over prepare and like make sure that I have way more resources than I could ever need. And so, yeah, I think had I been paired against anyone else, it would have been much different. But the funny thing is I learned after the fact that I don't think Waxler was using any of those tools. So clearly was better at these things than I, I mean, obviously I didn't try them unassisted, but I suspect that me unassisted versus him unassisted would have been even more of a blowout and the other thing i didn't do was copy and paste any of the prompts because the prompts deleted themselves after a certain length of time and had i kept track of those things who knows what would have happened (laughs) yeah uh i it's the the um the buzz lightyear ride at at disney world was one of my favorites as a kid and the whole concept of it is that you're shooting targets going through a variety of different rooms. Um, yeah. So obviously, when you go to a different room, you can't shoot the targets from the previous room. And so that was kind of one of the uh, aspects to this challenge that we included with the prompts themselves leading. However, we might be able to do it now, but definitely not at the time could we say like oh well you can't get even if you answered those disappeared prompts like they don't count anymore well they still did <laughs> like we couldn't stop that from happening which i think happened a couple of times i don't know if it really came into play in your matchup but i think waxler and i did a couple after the fact okay from memory but mm-hmm. i don't know how many it was i think it was just one or two where we were like oh well let's just see what happens if we try <laughs> Uh, I'm reading through, so you, you, the two of you decide to go at like 9 Eastern, I think. Um, yeah. And you're in this cha- channel from like 2 p.m. 
um and so at one point you're talking about you share the information about whose bots whose voiced bots mm -hmm. are on each side yada yada and then waxler says how has the first three days been over there getting a win on your first challenge in your first org is probably a great feeling that i will now never get to experience oh my god <laughs> That should be a quote. I don't feel like it is. Yeah, I think you need to put that in the put that in the bot <laughs> retroactively. Um, which was great. That's awesome. Uh, That's still funny. And so, I guess we. So, like you said, this uh, for all to to for all intents and purposes, like Waxler clearly felt like the strongest competitor from Mirth, particularly in this type of a challenge. And you talk now, you know, if you're matched up against Brendan, Court, uh, Chaco, SMM, I don't know, SMM and Darcy's matchup wasn't really oh, a thing. God. But yeah. there are a lot of other people on that side that, you know, it wouldn't be impossible for you to, like, shut them out, potentially. Yeah. Would you have done that? Yes. Yes. I don't think it would have crossed my mind that that was not something to do. I think I would have just been like, all right, well, <laughs> I think threat level management is not a skill that I had, nor is it particularly a skill that I have present tense. But I think at the time, especially like I was here to play Alliance and I was here to play it as fully as I could. And if that meant stomping people in challenges or going ham at trying to coordinate my tribe or talking to everyone all the time like at the end of the day i was fully prepared to go early having played hard and fast versus reining myself in just to try to get further okay fair enough um perhaps it was I don't know. Like you said, like there wasn't ever a consideration on your end to co kind of coach that approach to the game. So I don't know that you showing up and 90 zeroing somebody would have really impacted anything uh, in the grand scheme. Um, I also think, yeah, like people, like I was afraid, say, like when I would step up to help coordinate a team challenge, like I was a little bit worried about like, the way that would be perceived but after i did it like two times and people didn't seem to be having a negative reaction as far as i could tell like why stop doing it if it was working mm -hmm. whether or not it was actually working is a whole other story but perception wise to myself it was like well seems like no one cares that i'm doing this so <laughs> just keep going yeah all right, so we get into the actual prompts of eventually. Um, we go through each one. Uh, you know, you get the alphabet alphabetizing. You beat you win four to two. Reverse alphabetizing three to three tie. Typing words backwards. You win four to three. Math. You win four to three. Um, unscrambling things. Waxler wins seven to three. Uh, and then the only category that both of you mm. blank was vowels, consonants, and number of letters, uh, prompt six. So basically asking you things like, um, uh, 
the, se- the the first one of those prompts was their shields are down take out the hangar doors type the and then in spoiler text vowels in the underlined section not y in the order they appear as a command to blast a hole in the hangar doors uh so you know starting from their shields are down like e i i e a e and so on and so forth um neither of you got any of those I do think we were both trying to usually go for the two or three point ones as opposed to the mm-hmm. one point ones. So, because I'm I'm looking at that channel and it it's looking like we were going for consonants. Okay, so as then, far as I can tell, so would that have been the second or third? Yeah, prompt? the second one was same, basically the same thing, but consonants, yeah. which includes Y, for three points. Okay, and then the fifth five point one was count the number of letters that appear in this entire message which includes the earlier prompts Jeez. and send the numeral as a command uh yeah easy so we must have been going for the consonants because i see a bunch of strings of consonants but they don't <laughs> seem to be anything the right ones um no. but i i'm thinking that that was the kind of thing where i didn't like all the other prompts up to that point i had an easy way to solve them yeah not by hand and this is the first one where it was like oh this like has to be done manually and (laughs) that's hard yeah uh roman numerals came after that you tied that six Mm -hmm. six uh country flags waxler wins Mm -hmm. 10 to 2 um and then the penultimate prompt was shifting the alphabet of Mm -hmm. sequences um and uh you win that eight zero which so I guess you got the three five prompt and nobody got the seven point prompt. And was uh, that in text? It wasn't like a photo or anything, right? It was in text, I believe. Yes. Okay. So I think I had a Caesar cipher open too. Yeah. So I just plugged that in. Because the third one told you so like the first two gave you the list of letters they wanted you to shift. The yeah. third one though told you to shift every letter that was in italics. And I put wow. different words from each sentence in italics throughout the message um, to make it difficult. Yeah. And so, again, that's why it didn't, didn't go so get easy. done, I'm sure. <laughs> and so, at this point, it's 34 to 34 with one prompt left, which I labeled as the lore prompt. Um, because the three questions here were all about... Mm the previous prompts and the actual narrative that is being told throughout this challenge. Um, basically filling in the blank with sentences that had come before. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where Waxler blows this thing wide open. And yeah, I don't know. Like I took a lot of notes in the season and I think this challenge made me realize that that was a place where I hadn't been thinking to take notes was in the challenges themselves Mm -hmm. but later on started tracking a decent bit of that as well because yeah who who knew that you were going to (laughs) reference earlier prompts I mean clearly that's a strategy you employ quite a bit now but I'm not sure at the time in the seasons I had previously spectated if there had been callbacks within the same challenge let's see it would have i don't think so i don't think that was something that came up in summit or high seas yeah but 
no you're right it uh, absolutely is something i i very much enjoy <laughs> nowadays yeah um, and i think i i i don't know the specifics but i assume it's something that has come up in in almost every season since that yeah and i mean it comes up in some later challenges too which i did end up having notes for because i had seen what happened here but yeah i i think i say in my confessional after this i hope i didn't get the lowest score in the challenge (laughs) (laughs) imagine funny how that works oh yeah uh but right i had no way of knowing we hadn't done anything one-on-one yet had no way of knowing most of these other people had played orgs before it was like oh like they're gonna know how to do all these things and their matchups might be because i knew we'd missed prompts and so it was like oh maybe i don't know how i thought that i could have had the lowest score like mathematically like (laughs) even if we only miss whatever how many prompts did we not score like six uh ish yeah so whatever <laughs> like, like you I could get a hundred points in the challenge total the pair of you got 83 yeah um so yeah it was pretty so i don't know how i thought i would get the lowest score because that would have meant the scores would have had to be even closer on <laughs> every other, other matchup than ours was so clearly there was i was either either it was a tongue-in-cheek thing but I don't read it as a tongue-in-cheek thing. I read it as a, like, oh, no, like, <laughs> I hope I didn't do the the worst. Uh, uh, no, you did. You had the second best score on your tribe. Uh, Spengeman had 47. And Waxler had the best score overall with 49. Um were there a couple matchups where one person didn't even show up, or did they just not get any point? Uh, there were two zeros. Taylor got yeah. a zero, and uh, Spavi got a zero. I believe Taylor did show up, and I yeah. believe was uh, otherwise inebriated or of <laughs> of some sort, and so got no points against Jimmy. But Spavi was up against Maddie. And I don't believe he showed up at all. And okay. so Sp- Maddie shut just him out. played it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it just... It happens. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that happens in that channel is that Waxler and I talk about my neural link. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Because I think he said something like, oh, like... How are things over there? Have you been searching? And I was like, I don't know what to do. Do I tell him? Like, if it was anyone else who was asking me this, one, they wouldn't be asking me this. And two, would I tell them if they weren't Waxler or SMM, maybe? But, like, he's asking me point blank. And I think I lied. I think I said I found a neural link and I used it, too. Uh, I ended up... It's a neural link that allows me to have a DM channel with someone on the other tribe. I ended up getting a channel with BrambleCat set up. I thought about yeah. doing it with you, but trying not to let any pre-gaming stuff affect stuff, affect things. Uh, they've, yeah. we've, we've chatted a bit. I mentioned this because I feel like the two of you could work well together, and you've both expressed that it's hard to chat with folks in your tribe, so maybe this is a reason to talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. And so, yeah. in in complete 
you know, fairness and uh, reciprocation. Waxler told you all about his Neuralink, right? Uh-huh. Yep. That's exactly what Waxler said. Waxler <laughs> said, wow, so cool that you found a Neuralink. I found one too. And I was thinking about setting it up with you as well. No, 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 not, no. not quite. And I do think I, I have skimmed a few confessionals. I do think he was thinking of setting it up with me if I remember correctly, wasn't he? That sounds like a thing. So, I mean, like, come on, dude. <laughs> I don't find out, I think, until... I'm not sure I find out until after the game that he had a neural link. Um, mm -hmm. So in the moment, I was just like, oh, I guess he didn't find one. That's great for me. <laughs> and I only told that... I didn't completely lie and say that Bram found it and set it up with me, but... Right. And then I was like, and these are people that I like, so I guess I'll play matchmaker. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell them to be friends because that works well, is telling two people you like that they should work together. Uh-huh. Yep. That's exactly what always works well in the world. Of course. What's what's mm -hmm. not to, what what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. I don't think that has ever gone wrong in the history of things <laughs> that have ever happened. Um. Because, you know, this is happening on day four, right? So mm -hmm. I know that at this moment, Bramble and Waxler have sent approximately 89 messages in their DM channel. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, clearly um, just yucking it up together. So that means there's probably more messages between me and Wax in the Space Cadets channel and more messages in my neural link with Bram than there are between those two. Uh, your neural link with Bram had 94 messages at this moment. Okay. So five messages more. Five messages more. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just... Um, that's so funny. So uh, joking aside about you having the worst score on your tribe... Um, the point the the so this was eight matchups so obviously we couldn't make it who wins the most matchups because that's probably going to be mm -hmm. a tie um just how things work it was about total points that you scored so yeah you seeded 15 points to mirth in your matchup was mm -hmm. there concern there that that may or may not be the difference that you know who knows how big the gaps are going to be elsewhere yeah i mean i think that was why there was any concern at all about having the lowest score but i think that my reasoning was that total points were going to matter more than the point differential mm -hmm. um yeah i think it was more like i'm just going to do whatever i can to contribute because like i guess i could have done more but like because every point that you lose is one that the other person necessarily picks up it feels like the differential i mean i guess not necessarily in many places they just got passed by but i guess it feels like say if you're playing tennis and the final score i don't even know what a normal tennis score is <laughs> i can help what, what do you got okay okay well, like when does the game end what is the so the point yeah <laughs> so you're playing games to four points yeah you're playing sets to six games 
and you're typically playing a match to two best two out of three or best three out of five sets. Okay, so let's say it's a set, mm-hmm. and no, not even. It's <laughs> let's just ditch the tennis metaphor altogether. That's okay. not a sport I understand well. Enough. I don't know why you picked it then. I don't know why I picked it either. It was just the first sport that came to mind as like a, a back and forth kind of situation. Sure. Um, but I'll take a sport that I actually do understand because why did I pick a sport I don't understand? The world may never know. Um, no. So let's take um, hockey instead. Okay. If, if the final score is, say, 5-0, mm-hmm. then the point differential just means that the team that scored five was able to like score like five times and i feel like that is like indicative of like five zero is indicative of like being inherently like just like stomping the other team but it's not like for every point that they get it is a point taken away from the other team it's just like it's a point that they gained and so then like if it's a four or five game or something like then it just means that they were closer together. And so I I think in this case, like where every point that the other person gained was gained because they in some way like took it. And so you couldn't, it felt like it was more important to like, just try to rack up as many points as I could, whether or not it meant that I gave up whatever it was, 15 points yeah yeah and so i was going to be more upset at the person who got even like a zero to (laughs) ten so even though or a zero to eight like even though the point differential is smaller well no whatever yeah even though the point differential is smaller in a zero to eight or a zero to ten like in some way that i think to me would feel worse than having given up 15 points because it wasn't like oh, those weren't points, like those were points that were open to me and I didn't grab them. It was like those were points that got snatched out of my grasp and are more indicative about Waxler than they are about me. Sure, sure. That that makes sense. Um, yes, because in many sports, uh, if I lose, a, don't make, if I don't score, it doesn't inherently mean that you do score, right? Yeah. I miss a shot in basketball. I miss a shot in hockey. I strike out in in baseball, whatever. Like, I didn't score any points, but like, I didn't just give you points because of it. In yeah. tennis, that is the case. If I lose yeah. a point, you gained a point. And this challenge is kind of in the in between that, maybe leaning yeah. more toward the tennis side than others. But, um, yeah. And so, yeah, I guess all of that to say, even though I don't understand tennis, but you do. So you made my metaphor make more sense than I okay. was ever going to make it make sense. <laughs> Um, but I think all of it to say that, like, I wasn't so concerned about having made the difference, especially when I saw the final scores that, like, even if we had lost, if it had, whatever, the differences had flipped a little bit, I think that having given up 15 points didn't mean so much to me as the fact that I got the second highest score on my tribe. Right. Uh, yeah, Euphoria ends up with 179 points. Mirth has 147 points. So, challenge number two, win number two. Um, 
I also know- and Waxler goes. It must feel great to have won your first two challenges in a <laughs> row in your first org. I am never gonna feel that. <laughs> well. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, he also, I saw, mentioned at one point that I think you had asked him um, who would have been the next vote for them if uh, they hadn't, mm -hmm. if they went back. Uh, he had said Spavi, and yep. lo and behold, it was Spavi voted out unanimously seven to one with his one vote yep. on court. And I think um, Bram echoed the same thing to me, where it was like, yep, he wasn't that active i'm assuming his score sort of to the point of what we were yeah discussing not that there were any other large point differentials in the other direction i guess one could argue, like spend beat court by 40 points whereas spavi didn't show up but only lost by only lost by 30 points <laughs> like it, i guess you could argue that well court gave up more, more points but at least she She's showed there. up and yeah. scored at all um i also you had locked us out of dms but we come back and that's when darcy tells me that she had told smm about my neural link as well <laughs> right um which should have made me more angry than it did and i think she was really stressed to tell me of course but i think again because it was smm i was like well at least he's He's probably not going to do anything bad with that information. He seems like someone who should have done something bad with that information, but <laughs> yeah. wasn't feeling chaotic enough. Yeah, very curious. Um, I guess uh, in in terms of of the flow of information, whether it's from you to you uh, or information that's technically yours being disseminated by others, like information is obviously incredibly important in these games how did this uh you know you mentioned not being as upset about it as maybe you could should have should have been could have been whatever but like did that impact the way you treated information with darcy or even anybody else i think so like i i think later on there were times where i'll be like oh i know this thing like Maybe I shouldn't tell everyone, but I don't think it was something I was particularly good at actually doing. So whether it changed my intention, it may be a little bit like, a, oh, I guess I should at least think about what I tell people and how much I tell people. But I think I am more scared about being caught in a lie of omission then I would rather, like, it would be easier to tell people things or at least tell them as much of a thing as I think I can and have them be satisfied with that and not dig at me further than I would like to have not told someone something and had them find out down the line that I, whatever it was, had happened and I hadn't told them about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it's i think i think the idea of knowing just how far ahead to get of information that's quote unquote a secret is a yeah it's so hard to know that and i think the people who can do that well have this just ridiculous 
foresight skill that I don't understand. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's tricky. You don't, you know, if you say something too soon, it blows up in your face. You say something too late, it blows up in your face. Um, and I think in a lot of cases that, you know, I have an idol or um, I have a neural link, you know, mostly it's related to advantages, but even if it's not, like, I'm working, I've been real best friends with so-and-so, like, that, the window where that information is, like, not too soon, not too late, usually real small. Yeah, and I think I often will err on the, I mean, not always err on the too soon, but mm -hmm. the fear about the blowback from the too late feels more personal because i think the too late becomes a person being upset that you didn't tell them something and then them being angry with you yeah. which i find much more terrifying than the <laughs> i told you this too soon and you went and used it against me somehow that feels more removed at least it's like oh like you use that information against me but it feels external whereas if it's why didn't you tell me about this thing? It's like they're coming to you. Like usually the blowback from that is someone coming to you directly and being hurt that there was information that you had that they didn't know about. Right. All right. We are down to 16 people and uh, starting to get to that point where people are going to be thinking about swaps. Mm -hmm. um, instead, we are going to have... <laughs> another immunity challenge mm, interesting Carn carnival games um <gasps> this time uh you're all doing different tasks and we gave you very very bad descriptions of what you'd actually be doing um, uh... so you had to seven different roles you had to assign you needed a crabbiest a most calculating a quickest, a luckiest, a most observant, a most athletic, and a most accurate player discerned from your group, from your tribe. In addition, you had to sit out two people, and it couldn't be Lord Shamrock. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, he decides to, he's still going to be, like, missing in action. And we're like, we have to, you have to be in this. Like, you can't not do this. And I, yeah like pulling my hair out over like you have to pick first like just pick the one you want to do and we'll <laughs> plug everyone else in just like you have to be here so we'll give you the choice of what mm -hmm. you want to do um because there were seven this one is matchup based so score less relevant than just beating your opponent mm -hmm. uh so conveniently lord shamrock ends up being your luckiest player <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Plinko <laughs> yes playing Plinko and then everyone else kind of filters in around that um, and then we run into a bit of a snag with yeah. you so that made me sad <laughs> you had originally put yourself down as the crabbiest player on your tribe mm -hmm. uh, accurate I think it was the last slot Okay. I'm pretty sure I knew I wanted to play because that was sort of one of the things was I was like, I want to play as many of these as I can, but um, I'll let everyone else pick what they want to do. Because I think if I was going to pick based on just the names you've given, mm -hmm. I probably would have picked the calculating guesstimation one first. Okay. 
and then maybe maybe the shooting gallery accuracy next okay well that's what you end up with anyway that is what i end up with uh so what ends up happening is like so many things in alliance we were working on this literally up until when it started (laughs) um and uh the way the crab dash analog in real real life since most of these were based on real games of some sort was the there was a game you could play where like there's like horses racing and you're rolling a ball up into something that's shaped like a baseball diamond with different holes Mm. in it and whichever hole it drops in is how far the horse runs and you just keep throwing them up there and getting them so uh, a bit like skee ball in the idea is like you have a couple of different options available to you you can go for the easy like one pointer but you're going to be moving slow and you only have so many you know balls you can throw and so fast you can throw them or you can go for the harder things but you might miss them but like oh well then you get one point anyway but they usually take more time because then you have to wait for the ball to roll down etc that was kind of what we're doing with crab dash where each prompt gave you two questions a question worth one point and a question worth two points and you could only answer one of them and whoever got to 15 points first would win the race so you could just power through those one point questions or you could try to get as many of the go for the two pointers either when you knew them or just kind of force it potentially um this case may be so that being said, uh, we had tested these commands just to make sure both answers provided the correct prompt afterward, yada, yada, yada. And um, for whatever reason, uh, instead of clicking on the channel to give to edit the permission and then editing the permissions afterward, I just clicked the little like edit gear channel thing without going to the channel when I added you to it. <laughs> and then I showed up and it's like, oh, mm. 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 and like there's no Mm. there's Mm. no amount of memory blocking closing your eyes like i didn't see anything that you can really like force out of your head so we had to do a switch i remember being devastated i was like this challenge well because i think it just like Especially after I saw what I saw, I was like, oh, that looks so fun. Like, (laughs) this would have been awesome. And I think our first fix was I have to swap out with one of our sitting out people. And I was like... Yeah, that was the first idea. I was like, wait, no. Like, I was really excited to get to do any challenge. And now I'm going to, like, not get to do anything at all. And Right. But... Yeah, it could, have, forward. it could have been you answering questions like, what is 39 times 32 divided by the amount of arms an octopus has? I mean, but that's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how many possible DM channels are there with two tribes of nine? <laughs> Exciting. Great stuff. Um, anyway, so yeah. Jordan and Taylor were the ones sitting out. Uh, we tried to get hold of Taylor. No luck there. Um, we tried to get hold of Jordan. Uh, I, think I think she's at she's, work or yeah, something. Yeah, she's working. She? Um, 
I think she was like tried to be considerate, but like also just didn't have the ability to do so. So yeah. Uh, so they're like, all right, well, who hasn't gone yet? <laughs> Basically, um, or hasn't gotten to the point in their challenge where they can still be swapped out and and such. And yeah. uh, fortunately, we were able to do that with Maddie. And yeah. so you and Maddie swapped. So Maddie would do the crab dash and you would do the shooting gallery. Yeah. So now... I mean, it does mean I got to talk to two people on the other tribe as it, opposed to just one. That's true. Which makes no difference, ultimately. But... <laughs> um, yeah, instead of going up against Beans in crab dash, you're now going up against Brendan in the shooting yeah. gallery. So the way the shooting gallery worked was you had six shots and yeah. do, and every message you sent would use an ammo whether you hit or missed. Yeah. And we would just post a string of letters uh, in the channel. Um, these were posted as images, not as yeah. text. And then um, you would have to sort them alphabetically. Um, and they were worth different amounts of points and so on and so forth. Uh, so how do you feel about this challenge? Well, I'd already found a website that let me, um, sort things alphabetically. Right. So I was like, great, I'll pull the same thing back up. And I don't think you said for sure that it would be a photo versus. Uh, No, I don't think so. A screenshot, but I don't think that it was going to matter so much as long as I could copy what you had typed effectively into mm-hmm. my unscrambler. Clearly, I could not type all of them. <laughs> oh, and that was the other thing. My unscrambler needed a space between every letter. Oh. Um. So I had a second website that was a space remover. Because <laughs> um, I've clicked on the channel and... It looks like I wasted two of my shots. One by a presumed <laughs> mistyping is my assumption. It looks like you missed a C. Yeah. And then the second one by a not <laughs> removal of spaces. But there were one point, two point, and three point targets. And my thought was, I know that I can transcribe these decently quickly into the unscrambler I think that's going to be faster than doing this by hand. I'm going to go for the three point ones because right. if I can just blow out all the three point ones and get any of the others, like, yeah, I guess theoretically, if I only did the three, three pointers, that would only be nine, nine points. And Brendan could have gotten 10 from doing all the two pointers say, but as long as I could do all the three pointers and a two pointer, I think that that would have been. Yes, that would have been uncatchable. Sufficient. Yes, and that's that's what happened. Um, you got exactly that, eleven points. Yeah. Um, Brendan has a miss, a one pointer, a one pointer, a miss, a miss, a miss. So final score eleven to two. We also get a picture of. Brendan's toucan tattoo. Yeah. Which is we talk cool. about birds. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to be friends with Brendan. He seems cool. Yeah. I love the it's the bird is like sitting on his scar 
as a branch yeah. is really neat. Um, like I, I really enjoy incorporating the, for lack of a better term, like natural environment can- of the canvas of one's skin. <laughs> in that yeah. way, it's really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So you win your matchup, and things are great. Um, and then we get to the results and like, as always, um, uh, let's see here. I forget the order. I, so I posted just in a big chunk, crab dash, chocolate beans, guesstimation, bramble, pistol panic, Darcy, Plinko. Oh, there's a typo. Lord Shamrock, uh, (laughs) retention was won by Jimmy and shooting gallery was won by bird. So three to three with the final game rimmed out, which was actually the last game that went that happened Mm -hmm. nay versus smm and this ended up being a speed typing challenge that they had to do and i think we actually triggered that one at one point in one of the sub channels accidentally i think you might have actually because i remember being confused by (laughs) the words that were just randomly being sent um Um, because the command was start yeah i don't know how we I mean, we, I guess we deleted it because I can't see it to find it in the server, but... Yeah. Um, I'm, like, decently confident that <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? What are these words? How did we get this started? What is... What is happening? <laughs> um, so, but... Uh, I don't even know if we, like, talked about in, in production that being an issue... I mean, if it was in the sub-channels, it's not like I would have remembered what words. Right. Uh, It doesn't look like we had... At least we didn't discuss it with the name of the challenge. But anyway, uh, SMM wins 33-16, which means Mirth has won their first immunity challenge. I do remember having at least some thought in my mind because this is just how I was thinking at the time was like, I kind of feel like Maddie could have won the accuracy one, and part mm. of me feels like maybe I could have beaten Choco Beans at Crabs. Perhaps. And obviously that may or may not be the case, but I think I remember in the moment being even more sad because it was like, oh, like, the challenge I gave up doing, we didn't win, so. Right. And alphabetized, like, and then whatever, that Brendan got two points total. Like, I think that that's beatable. Potentially, but. you know, um, that's, uh, unfortunately, that's how things went. And now you're yep. going to have to vote somebody out. Mm. So what is that fine, first time for, uh, for Bird going to Tribal Council, having to vote somebody out, and... While obviously the um, you do have a player who's not like the most active person in the world, it wouldn't be fair to say that like Shamrock was trip, of course. Sure. So um, I don't know. Was did it end up being straightforward or? Because I even remember you saying I think like a couple of hours before tribal council, like now I'm talking to Shamrock and I don't want to vote him out necessarily. So. Yeah, I I find pe- voting people out of orgs to be not satisfying because I am the kind of person who will have talked to everyone, even if they're someone who's not particularly active. I 
make an effort to have spoken to them in some capacity. So I do remember that I had a nice conversation with him coming into it, but I think it would have been very straightforward if we had gone to tribal after the Ferris wheel. I think it definitely would have been a clean, obvious shamrock vote. No questions asked, no qualms. He was barely around in DMs and he had threatened to throw and that was really annoying. Um, I think had we gone to tribal after space cadets, the fact that he hadn't shown up and had wanted to sit out was, or whatever happened. I don't know if he wanted to sit out. We asked him to sit out, whatever it was. Like, he was still an act. Then he is, I think, one of the few people, like, one of the three people who wins his matchup. Yes. So it's luck, and we know it's luck. We've been told that it's luck. (laughs) It, It literally, like... I don't, right? I'm assuming you had it set up. It was literally luck, right? Like of all the challenges that have ever been run in Alliance, this one was literally luck-based. Well, so the 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 format of it was that you could choose which column to drop the thing in, and yeah. then it would bounce a specific number of times that it was always the same, right or left. So in theory... on average if you dropped it down the middle column each time that would potentially be the i think if it's an i think it's an odd number of times it would adjust so if you dropped it down the left middle left or middle right columns those would be the ones that have the theoretically greatest likelihood of getting the most points but i mean it's like 50 50 left or right so what do you it, it's as close to yeah. a purely luck-based challenge as I think I've ever created. Yeah. So I think there was like some piece of like, yes, he won. <laughs> but it was still the luck-based one. So like, don't want to put too much weight on that. Um, at this point, I'm feeling super solid with Darcy and Jordan. Feeling decently okay with Maddie. Having good conversations with Taylor. So I guess the only other options would have been Spen or Nay. And I don't think they were really in the conversation. So I think ultimately, like, it was a straightforward Shamrock vote because there was no other obvious option. But I do think that I was talking to shamrock and while i don't know if he ever stepped foot in a sub channel this is the first time and pretty much every subsequent vote will go this way where i'm talking to the person right before they're voted out promising that i'm going to be voting with them (laughs) for someone completely different and yeah and i guess we settled on spen i don't remember why that was who we settled on i guess that he lost his face off there but he had won the previous challenge i think it was an activity thing that he was the other person who wasn't around and talking so much uh that that's who we agreed to vote for and so i think i was just like yeah yeah let's let's do that um but knowing that he wasn't, like, that Lord Shamrock was going to be the boat. Right. Well, uh, 
<laughs> Until the votes are read. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, like, in the sense of usually, not always, but typically the first vote being the quote-unquote easiest vote that somebody will have during a season, um, as long as you're not the person being voted for, is that, like, you know, you you even, you know, you say in your confessional, like, how much do I have to bribe you to let me never have to vote people out and be friends with everyone forever, please? Uh, like, as you said, like, we're talking about Lord Shamrock here, and it's day seven, and obviously we have a lot more people for you to vote out down the line who you're going to have a much stronger connection with than Lord Shamrock at those moments. It, but already we, you are just not, not interested in this, in this whatsoever. I don't think I really like playing survivor orgs because 50% of the game is making connections with people and voting them out. <laughs> yeah. And while clearly I've done quite a lot of voting people out of orgs, it's still something that makes me supremely uncomfortable. And I think that was the beginning of it. Because I think in my real life, I'm the kind of person who, you know, makes an effort to befriend as many people as I can and make people who maybe don't always feel like they're part of the big group feel like they're accepted and that's sort of like core to my identity that I'm like someone who likes making connections and likes you know connecting with everyone and building those things and just because someone is not around as much I, I think many times for me, the first vote, while it's easy strategically, mm -hmm. feels worse emotionally because you don't have any justification to vote them out like, oh, they're trying to blindside me or, oh, they're trying to target me or, oh, they're them being here is bad for my game. Like the only reason why you're voting out the first few people you're voting out is because... It, it, at least typically in orgs is because like they're not around as much and so like i guess you can make the argument that like they're hurting your chances at future immunities as a tribe but like mm -hmm. there's something about like those votes that i think in many ways hurts differently because it's like oh i'm just voting you out because you're not like whatever because everyone else decided you aren't as likable or because you don't talk to everyone else as much or you don't talk to me as much and like that feels like a strange reason to decide that someone should not be playing a game but that's also sort of the natural decision i think in every org i've played since like voting the first person out has always felt strange to me because even if they're less active they're they have always been someone that I have had some degree of conversation with and have usually genuinely liked in a out of game perspective, but it's like making you choose between who you like talking to more at the beginning. And that always feels strange. No, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Uh, if, unless you are dealing with a trip situation that yeah. that's basically it, or I guess a situation where you don't have DMS, um, 
I guess could be different, but in a conventional setting, uh, yeah, like you missed out on one too many conversations. You just happened to be working the like three hours that everyone else was online. You what this, that, the other thing. And, and then all of a sudden it just somebody, somebody, it could even just be one person who didn't get the conversation. And if that's the person that's pushing a name, like it's hard yeah. to say no to those things at this, that point in the game. Right. Um, so it is, I, you know, obviously not having the, the personal experience with these situations, but like, I always find it, and I guess I would apply this to anybody who's voted out in like the first two to four votes, depending on the size and format of the season, that like, it sucks to feel like you didn't get to really play the game. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're all sitting down to um, play Scrabble and as soon as you use your first seven the first person who like uses the fir their first seven tiles like they're out they stop playing they don't get to keep playing or something like yeah. it's really weird and obviously that's just how the game works but like it, it it's so different from every other game that you're kind of accustomed to where yeah, yeah you're gonna get eliminated if you you're gonna you know a lot of people are gonna get lo lose and get eliminated from monopoly uh but like that's not gonna happen on like your third turn <laughs> usually i hope not it's gonna be you know you're still gonna get like an hour hour and a half of getting to play that game and whatnot uh and here yeah Once you're you lose you're gone like right. there's like unless there's a redemption mechanic like Mm -hmm. once someone's gone they're done <laughs> yeah it's very finite um you get you know three or four days if you're the first boot typically and uh less each cycle after that nor often and you know i think in particular when i'm looking at academy um mm -hmm. i know i said to meg that uh i think it was the everyone who got to like final 15 or 16 i was like all right i realize it sucks for the people who didn't get this far but everybody who did get this far like they've played they played the game yeah. they've had opportunities to do things they've had chances to make moves or interact with almost everybody on the cast at this point um like it's gonna suck to still not make jury it's going to suck to not get to the end, but they had the experience of playing this season. And for like 20% of a cast, like that's just not true. <laughs> it's not going to, they're not going to have that. And like you said, unless there's some sort of redemption mechanic, which you can't always have that. Be kind of boring if you always have Yeah, that. <laughs> right? Like, you know, you're just never, you, you sign up knowing hopefully yeah and and bracing yourself for that cold bucket of water of being one of the first couple of people eliminated and being like well okay you know i guess that's it and uh bye <laughs> yeah it's just like it's, 
means that like you're just done and and i think i mean maybe that's why some like the more orgs you play maybe it doesn't hurt so much like mm -hmm. people who play a lot they're like eh whatever i didn't make the merge but somehow i just it just still feels devastating and i don't know anything about what orcs or Shamrock had played before this Mm -hmm. But I recently played an org where the person was, it was their first org too. And somehow that felt to me even more crushing that like, if this is your first time playing one of these things and then we're like, okay, bye. Like, I don't know. When I was first boot and Taylor's, like I was upset, but at least I was voted out like for reasons that, I think are genuine reasons to vote someone out of an orc. It's not just like, oh, we didn't like talking to you. Right. <laughs> like, and I think when you vote someone out and you're like, okay, bye, you don't really get to play this game. And like, it doesn't surprise me that pre-jurors often don't stick around in servers where they were voted out pre-jury. Sure. Because it's hard to feel like you care about what happened or care about the people who were playing because you genuinely only had a few days to get to know them or care about them. Right. And, and even, and it's like, it's a few days with a group of people who probably go to school or have jobs or are otherwise occupied outside of this game. Whereas at least in the show. And of course now the show you get like the first vote is on day two or something like that. Yeah. But at least that's two days of like, you're there for, every minute like yeah. you can you're you know you don't have anything else to do except live with these people who you're playing with so it's like summer camp i mean right <laughs> I'm, I'm actually wearing my camp alliance shirt right now but <laughs> nice. i think that you know the show is way more like summer camp where it's like you're taken out of your real world and this is all you have to do is talk to these people, cook with these people, swim with these people, do a mm -hmm. challenge with these people. Like you've done it. If you've been there two days or 39 days or 26 days or whatever they're doing these days. Whereas yeah. in an org it's like you maybe exchanged a hundred messages with each person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, it's, 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 it's a wonder that, so many people still play <laughs> so many of these games when you can have such demoralizing experiences and not only that but like somebody's gonna have a demoralizing experience every season of these things yeah yeah like there and... always has to be a first boot yep <sighs> so um we 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 turn our, our camera to Tribal Council 3 of Nexus mm -hmm. Park. Your first experience of the Tribal Council format, getting mm. live questions from me, your host. <laughs> um, what? How do you feel about this version of Tribal Council in an org? And how did you... How, how did... I don't know. Was it a, an environment you thrived in that you... <laughs> Do you feel differently about it now as far as like how you handled it or how, how how's it go? I'm guessing, though I'm not sure. I, uh, 
if what I'm gonna guess here is accurate or not, but I am guessing that um, I probably oversent messages in tribal council in the same way that I oversent messages in um, marooning because this is just another occasion of like silence feels overwhelming and deafening and I, I don't feel comfortable in a big group chat setting to begin with so now I'm being asked to engage and everyone's watching and probably intently reading everything I have to say and so I guess I'll just say a lot yep sounds great um I will say I think the the live aspect I find much more comfortable than a 24 hour long tribe sort of awkward posturing and where it basically just feels like oh half the like one day your camp channel is called camp and then the next day your camp channel is called tribal and then the next day your camp channel is called camp and that really it's just like these two channels that you alternate between every day but ultimately like mm -hmm. are just an extension of each other so i think the live aspect of feeling like okay like I'm going to a place, a decision has more or less been breached before I get here. I can't keep talking to people about it, but like, we're sort of still in this environment where we're supposed to talk about things and yeah, answer questions. I don't know. I like it better. I like that it's only an hour of like trying to posture and have <laughs> vague conversations where you're hinting at what you're going to do without actually telling people what you're going to do i think it actually spurs real conversations as opposed to being like bird here's one question that you have to answer and it's not going to be a conversation that you have with anyone else because are people even going to read your tribal answers who knows um if they do they're probably not going to respond to them um so i think this format feels more natural because it's like okay we're having a conversation with each other and a conversation with you and it actually has the possibility to talk about real things as opposed to just like, yeah, I'll tell you that, wow, I think challenge strength matters and I will give you a two sentence answer. And that is all I will say in tribal. Like this is more of a real thing that we're actually talking about with each other. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about the, um, I guess the, the contentious component of my role in these in these moments as a spectator i love it because <laughs> it's like yeah like especially whatever when we're on the <laughs> vip vc and we're saying something and then suddenly you've typed what we've just said and it's like yeah that's exactly what we were thinking <laughs> i don't know i think in the moment it's like that's what jeff probst does right like mm -hmm. it's way more fun to be like yeah this omniscient being <laughs> is asking me a question they know what maybe not a completely truthful answer is because you can't like actually be inside my brain but like you've read every conversation i've had you can see my confessional like you have a pretty good sense of like what a pretty honest answer would be and i think it's fun to be asked those kinds of questions and i think it feels like it's more fun to like, like, I don't usually feel like in orgs, there's all that much incentive to lie when you're at tribal council. But I think when the questions you're being asked are super direct and sometimes even directed at you as the one person that is being asked the question, mm -hmm. it's 
a lot more fun to be like, okay, I have to figure out like how to answer this question in a way that feels honest to myself, but also like doesn't give away, like sort of to our earlier conversation about like how much you can tell people like this feels like one of the settings where like, <laughs> it's not advantage related. Right. That is a place where you have to decide like how much truth to tell versus not. Right. You need to, typically you need to give enough truth that it satisfies me but yeah you have to figure out like okay how how much more can i pull back that it'll not incriminate me when something different than i expect happens or when you know yeah i'm voting this person out so that's not really going to impact me once they're gone but i know that they had a connection with x y and z so like it could still impact me that way yeah, yeah. it's it's fun it's a my good guess is in this first tribal that there was a lot less of that because it was like it doesn't feel like anyone is all that connected to shamrock right, nor right. do i care so much about <laughs> like i don't have that much information to give away but i do think that i i am looking at this channel it seems like it's a lot of me being sassy uh yes and sassing you and sassing everyone else and yep that's a great way to <laughs> interact with people um so we get to the end of this i call for the votes and something interesting happens uh yeah. maddie has voted jordan has voted bird has voted darcy has voted steph has voted nay has voted lord shamrock has voted and <laughs> i'm gonna go tally the votes yep <laughs> how long did you wait um I think the typical rule of thumb was tag them af tag someone after the last active person has voted and they get five more minutes. Okay. And so um I don't know if that's actually what happened. It looks like it wasn't that long, but also like you've been tagged to go come to tribal. You were tagged when tribal started. <laughs> like there's only so much I can yeah. do. Um so uh, nine people attending tribal, only seven votes. And we yeah. know that those two votes that two of the votes that aren't being cast are Taylor and Spenchman. Yeah. Call for idols. There's no idols. And so I guess at this point, obviously, you're are you coming into this expecting an 8-1 unanimous vote? And then in light of two people not voting, a 6-1 unanimous vote? Yes. Okay. First vote, Lord Shamrock. Second vote. Spenjamin. Third vote, Lord Shamrock. Fourth vote, Spenjamin. Interesting. <laughs> Shamrock, Shamrock, Shamrock uh, is the one eliminated. Um, so yeah, a theoretically 8-1 vote ends up being a 5-2 vote <laughs> when it's all said and done. Thoughts? I think I was confused. Like, I, I was expecting the vote to be, like, the, whatever, the other vote to be spent. And I think I had talked to other people about that, but I thought that everyone was clear on what the vote breakdown, like, that, that we were all voting Shamrock. I don't think it took me too long to find out that Nay was the off vote. She may have even admitted to it shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. But I do remember being 
confused. I also am certain that I had to lie to Sven that I knew his name was out there, even though I'm decently confident that I actually was the one who fed the name to Shamrock, not the other way around. <laughs> like, I'm decently confident that I was like, the like that I started that as the second name and didn't let him. I mean, I, I don't know if he, I'm guessing that he was like, oh, I don't know, I'll vote wherever. And I was like, oh, why don't you vote Sven? <laughs> um, yeah. Because, of course, I wanted to be pulling all the strings. Um, so when the strings weren't pulled in the way that I thought that they ought to be, that did set off some alarms in my brain of like, why is Nay not? Why did Nay do something different? Why did someone do something different? And then ultimately finding out that it was Nay, why did do it mm -hmm. i mean it just i think it's it's on one hand i think it you know it speaks to this game in that so much of it is unpredictable and yeah but uh, and on the other hand like the it, i think it starts to peel back you as a player as you know how it feels like as as much as you sort of present yourself i mean it, it, i guess in in the same way that you took control of the challenges and were the key person in like setting those up and the spreadsheets and all that sort of sort of thing like you want to know where all the votes are going right mm -hmm. like that's the sign of in theory doing well in this game mm -hmm. you know you can it's a lot. Of, it's very easy to see that you're doing well in challenges because you can see a lot of those results. But to know you're doing well in the social strategic voting side of this game is more so than just the person you wanted to go went. Is you know where everyone voted. You come out of tribal council with exactly what you thought was going to happen having happened, and that is a very uh, i mean that doesn't happen that often and here you know the first vote which is for your tribe anyway that was you know supposed to be this unanimous easy you know vote against lord shamrock like m so many things <laughs> went sideways and you know you can think about like well wow what if what if taylor and benjamin not showing up had actually like affected the outcome what if yeah. lord shamrock had had two more people vote his direction like okay we have a different different person voted out here now and two two people can be a lot or a little depending on the circumstances of the game and who they are but um it's it... like if Sven had gone home there like I would have been sad but at that point in the game he was also not particularly active so it wouldn't have been mm -hmm. horrible and the fact that he also was not around for that vote it would have been like well that I think he slept through his alarm if I remember correctly yes. but um you know had he for some reason gone home like that would not have been the end of the world or my game but I think, yeah, like feeling like that's a loss of control is right. scary. Right. Because all of a sudden it's, you know, you know, I don't know. 
put put whatever kind of percentage you want on this outcome like you were 80 85 percent right about what was going to happen for example but once you get not 100 percent like everything feels like it's not 100 percent i feel like and i think often players will really just question themselves um you know people people are very anxious and paranoid to begin with and every time something happens that doesn't go exactly the way they thought or hoped it was going to go it just it, it it increases that that level of paranoia in most people and that was the beginning of my <laughs> distrust of nay because i was like if we're all going to agree to do something and you're not going to do the thing that we all agreed to. I'm not sure that that's a relationship that I can trust moving forward, which to be fair, I'm not sure I had given her much reason to trust me, but I'm feeling very bird centric at this point in the game. And so it's like, well, if this person's not going to do what I want them to do, then why should I trust them to do anything? Right. Yeah. So, five votes for Lord Shamrock, two votes for Spengeman. Lord Shamrock becomes the third person voted out of Nexus Park. Mm-hmm. All right, down to 15 people. Maybe there's a swap to three tribes of five? No. Swap, 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 swap. <laughs> we, we get to ride a roller coaster. Uh, this time it's a group challenge. No 1v1s this time. No cross-tribe communication this time for the first challenge. Disappointing. Yeah. Uh, So um, you had to sit out one person. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. I don't have note of it in my own notes either. It might have been Maddie. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, because I'm seeing everyone else in this channel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, six, uh, seven of you got to do this. And the way the roller coaster worked was you're all in the same channel, and you would start with <laughs> one portion of the roller coaster and build to other portions of a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, lift hill, steep drop, break zones, hills, splash down, photo op, etc. And each thing would kind of reflect what that part of a roller coaster was from a in the best way we could translate <laughs> yeah, that of to course. an org. Uh-huh. Climbing a lift hill is exactly the same as counting to 500. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> potato, potato. Um, <laughs> steep drop, you're counting back from 500 <sighs> to zero, but by fives. Because <laughs> you're going faster? Exactly. Wow. We should have counted by like one, then two, then three, then four, then five. Oh, Building uh-huh. speed. Yeah. Um, that would have been really hard to do but that would have been fun uh yeah. it would have been faster like ultimately i guess and people would have messed up <laughs> a million times and it would not have been faster maybe <laughs> uh break zone is math because of course um, yeah i liked this one uh we just did a thing in um i mean we're recording this in may t- may <laughs> mid-may <laughs> Uh, whenever it ends up coming out in like August 
and we had just done the challenge uh, in the hurricane challenge in mm. Hidden City, where there was a math segment where you solve for A, you solve for B, you solve for C, then you use all three of them in an equation. I like yep. this break zone because it's solve for A, then you have to plug in A to solve for B, then you have to plug in A and B to solve for C, and so on down the line. I liked that. That's a good... I didn't yeah. think to do that in the hurricane, but could have been... Well, fun. that would have been more rude in the hurricane because you <laughs> would have allowed them to solve it out of order. Like that when you were allowed to skip things. But yeah. if you have to use a previous answer to... That's true. That's true. Um, the Helix. And here's where it gets fun. Everyone loves their voice <laughs> channels. Uh, the way the Helix worked was there were seven of you participating. Three of you had to join a voice channel. And mm -hmm. one by one at a time, I would provide you with a sentence in your confessional. You would have to say it and get the other two people on the voice channel to repeat it perfectly. And once they did, I'd give a different person a sentence and the same process <laughs> and the third person a sentence. Um, they were all one sentence, and some of them were quite verbose. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were. Which was a lot of fun to write. <laughs> and uh, then, um, the th so the four people who didn't do that would be part of the next <laughs> segment, which were the mini hills, which was back to counting. But this time, you're <laughs> counting from A to Z back to A. Uh, and so each person would do it individually. So we love we love voice channels. We love making the players say really silly things, <laughs> and uh, we got that in this challenge. So mission accomplished, regardless of whatever else happened. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that because I had volunteered to do the voice chat i was sad after the fact because knowing the alphabet backwards is like another weird <laughs> fact that i like have as part of my identity and so when i was like oh i don't get to do the backwards alphabet that's a bummer <laughs> that was sad but that I, that speaking challenge was absolutely amazing my parents were in town that weekend i remember um, that because it was my birthday for <laughs> <laughs> and they were just in town but I remember I had kicked them out of my apartment and I think you said it would be like an hour long challenge ends up running significantly longer than that but I remember being like I'm glad that my parents like I had told them that they were welcome to hang out if they didn't want to be kicked out um, but when we got to the VC stuff I was like mm, I'm glad my parents aren't here to be listening to me attempt to read these out loud but I do remember like I was trying to transcribe what people were saying and I think I was transcribing by hand because I'm not that fast of a typist um I'm trying to find what my sentence was <laughs> some uh... rides in the park can be exhilarating others may feel a bit tame but everyone's intensity threshold is different you need to determine where your threshold is in order to find the rides that are most appropriate for you rather than ignore them entirely. Yep. That is the second sentence, I believe, of the three. Mine was the only one that was about a park, I think, if I remember correctly. I think that's right. It was the only one I on mean, theme. Yeah, because I remember something about, like, grocery shopping and dogs. and. <laughs> uh, yeah, the very long one was... Yeah. Uh, yes, it was 
Two weeks ago, I took my Labradoodle to the dog park while it was raining, and she frolicked in the mud for hours with a Rottweiler and Chihuahua until it was time for us to pack everything up, including her tennis ball, frisbee, and other toys, then head back home in my red Volvo, where I spent 52 minutes bathing her before my partner returned home from work, exhausted and unable to cook dinner. So I put on my chef's hat, dialed 427-913-4489, and ordered two large pizzas from the little Loomies down the block, one with anchovies and pineapple, the other with pepperoni canadian bacon red onions and mushrooms i guess you're not eating either of those pizzas oh absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah Um, no good good fun good fun things um yeah and it was cool like i don't know i don't usually love feces in general and i've learned that since alliance too but um it felt like a safer space. I think there were viewers watching, so it was sort of fun to be like, oh, like, I've been the one listening in, and now there's people that I care about listening in. And I don't know, like, not having any idea what Steph and Jordan were going to sound like. But then, like, oh, like, now I get to hear their voices, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. And, uh, like, you know, laughing together because we're all (laughs) failing at doing this successfully is right great and amazing (laughs) um so yeah you get through that uh the the audio for those for both tribes are in the key events for people who want to listen there's a lot to be enjoyed Uh, or don't we get through the mini hills and then break zone number two is a jigsaw puzzle i think it's like 12 pieces and yet it's an image (laughs) so Mm. you have to like microsoft paint cut and rotate the pieces on your own which is absolutely awful i hated doing it in testing too except that i'm like working on it and i think i had the split monitor set up still but for some reason i don't think i was looking at discord and so i just keep working on it and i think spen goes and solves it and i just am still working yeah Yeah. it's another (laughs) two or three minutes later that i'm like oh here what does that even mean what does gleaming the cube mean uh this was a clever phrase uh she was the one who made the puzzle and and determined the thing um i believe if my memory if memory serves she felt that the phrase was cool and was (laughs) like mysterious and interesting um (laughs) but it's also the name of a movie from like the 90s that involves like skateboarding and also conspiracies i don't remember i've watched it somewhat fairly recently um but it's as far as the season's concerned it didn't really pertain to any anything theme park related i guess yeah and you didn't require that we post the completed image i guess no just the words on it yeah which were tough because yeah two of the words were broken up by the edges of the by the puzzle. line break yeah. yeah but get through that um next is splashdown we asked you to post 10 images images of water it doesn't matter where you get those images they just had to be different yeah. types of water easy <laughs> and you kind of blow through that pretty quickly um i love the very intense tear image that darcy posts <laughs> uh it's a good one. Oh, that one is perfect then 
uh, for the photo. I also didn't read this one though because I've posted like two pictures of the same lake, two different <laughs> water bottles. Like, yeah, read. Reading okay. is important. Reading is important. Uh, no more important than I think in this next segment, which Ugh, is the photo. Not op. the next segment. Uh... So, um, mini scavenger hunt. We gave you ten items you had to find. Uh, I think most of them are pretty ubiquitous. Um, tweezers. Cooker cookie cutter, apparently. Apparently, cookie cutter, very difficult for Euphoria. Yeah. Um, but the key here is that of the seven of you, each of you had to at least post one image or you'd get a penalty. And you had yeah. to post all the images, all the items, or you'd get a penalty. But the problem was um, we accepted... Uh, the first, the first image submitted of each mm. type of thing. Mm. So, you know, Spenjamin posts the first thing with the red shirt literally seconds after Taylor saying, I'll do the red shirt. And now mm. Taylor cannot post a red shirt because it is worth no points. Yeah. Then he says, I'll do a pumpkin. And I say, <laughs> nope, I just posted a pumpkin. And so on and so forth. Um, And then eventually, like, halfway through posting the images uh nay finally says we gotta all have something so slow down yeah and uh then then Except there's then people keep posting anyway yeah you know just just happened um and eventually i had eight items from five people we were waiting for taylor and nay to add either a cookie cutter or an umbrella this is when we get nay posting Having to put on pants, on her pants to go outside and get the picture of her umbrella uh-huh. from her trunk. Um, we get a couple of, of attempts at a cookie cutter. Uh, yeah. Very real, definitely not fake cookie cutter image that you provided. Correct. Um, false. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it was supposed to be a cookie cutter of. A tree? I guess. That was, that's my first impression. A tree or like a spade or a club's symbol yeah. in cards, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you end up punting on the penalty of both mm. the cookie cutter and Taylor posting an image. That's mm. 15 penalty minutes. Mm. It's a shame. Could be big. Terrible. And that brings us to the final break zone where you had to come up with a five-letter word and then Caesar shift it one space at a time in separate messages until you got back to the original word. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you started with the word dance. You provide a Caesar shift link that everyone can use. Um, and I think and... ultimately Sven and I decide that it's fastest to just have two people alternate, right? Yeah. And then you mess up <laughs> at some yeah. point. And then everybody's doing it again. And you get to the end and you do it. Congrats. It only Ooh. took uh, just shy of an hour and a half. That's not that bad. Yeah. Compared to some other estimations I've given. <laughs> yeah, in the grand scheme of things, not yeah. too terrible. Um, oh. So, uh, you guys went... I was so sure we were going to lose. Well, right, because I said an hour. <laughs> yeah. And you did an hour and a half before penalties. Yeah. Um, naturally, I would assume that would cross your mind. Uh, yeah. You also went at like five in the afternoon, yeah. Eastern. And Mirth doesn't go until 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Mm. So you're kind of like just sitting there waiting for five hours okay. and then some. 
Yeah. Um, but they finish, and it's 12.30 in the morning when I finally post the results. I'm probably asleep by then, so I must have woken up to results. Sounds right. Uh, you gained 15 minutes of penalty time. Mirth had 19 minutes and 40 seconds in penalty time. I don't remember how they got their seconds worth of penalty time, but... Uh, either way, you win with an official time of 103 minutes and 5 seconds against Mirth's 131 minutes and 28 seconds. So, 3 out of 4 immunities. Good job. I think that Nay probably would have gone if, if we had gone. Between the needing to put on pants <laughs> and us just stalling. Because I think we were waiting a very long time that... that it, in relative time i'm sure it was not actually that long but it felt like it was way too long um and then the vote from the time before it was like nay can't wear pants nay off votes when she's <laughs> not supposed to like what's she gonna do next not wear a shirt <laughs> maybe who cares <laughs> who cares i guess and so obviously like i don't remember that this was realized in the moment that like why would she need to put on pants to take a picture of an umbrella well the umbrella is in the trunk of her car which is outside so like it makes sense i don't remember how much of that was known in the moment or that anyone cared about it in the moment either um but i it's you know that's one of those things where like yeah, I got voted out of an org because I had to put pants on to go outside. Like, imagine. Oh. Imagine. I mean, you have to think you're, like, thinking of reasons to want to vote anyone out. And I think it would have been at that point in time between Nay and Spen. But I didn't get the sense that... Ben was talking to most people who weren't me, so it was already becoming evident that keeping Spen around was good for my game, whether or not it was he was talking to everyone else, whereas Nay off voted and now apparently doesn't have pants, which <laughs> is all the reason that you need to be frustrated at someone, apparently, in these silly little online survivor games we play. Yeah. Silly. <laughs> so uh another day off lovely um, fantastic mirth goes to tribal council and uh after some some performances in the challenge that went awry uh ultimately vote out brendan five to two with two votes on jimmy who's the two uh brendan and court vote for jimmy mm. yes in another case of, I'm sure Bram was filling me in, and I think saying, maybe, I'm not sure who it was between, if it was just clear on Brendan because of what had happened in the challenge, or mm -hmm. if there was some sense of it being something else. But I remember being sad because we had talked in the previous challenge, and he'd shown me his tattoo and stuff. I was like, oh, he seems cool. Like, yeah, sad that he's getting voted out because he seems like someone that would be fun to get to know better right no yeah brendan's a nice guy yeah good guy good guy which brings us to immunity challenge number five white knuckles <laughs> everyone's yep. 
So <laughs> everything you've been doing up to this point, you had a pretty laid back 24 hour challenge. Um, you're doing quick little tasks here and there. You're, uh, you know, working as a team to do other relatively simple tasks that become more complicated with more people. Fine. And then we drop, a re- we, we take a huge steep incline in complexity with go-kart challenge. We love that for everybody. Um, and that was the one that was on my birthday. <laughs> oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I was like going out to dinner with my parents right before. And then I was like, oh, guess I can't hang out with my parents tonight. Got to play this challenge instead. They're here to visit me on my birthday, but. You could have, they could have helped you. They could have helped me. Instead, we, I did it in front of the TV while we watched Ted Lasso per Taylor's recommendation. So <laughs> it was all, all was well, but I was like, oh, wow, this is exactly how I meant to spend my birthday evening was playing a challenge. Well, you're welcome. Glad I could fulfill yeah. that. I mean, it's one of my favorite challenges. So. <laughs> I'm not actually complaining, but it was like a, <laughs> what is happening here? So in an inverse of the roller coaster, Mirth goes before for you on this one. And we learned in testing that the course I created was way too long to do an entire revolution <laughs> of. So we had you each do half a lap. Mm-hmm. Um, both and identical. The idea was that we would go at the same time, right? I think that was the initial plan. Um, but I'm I, pretty sure I told my tribe I need to go out to birthday dinner. Can we change the time? And they were like, "Sure." Yeah, sure. Yeah, they should have strong armed you. Well, maybe somebody else would have won. Clearly, no one wanted to strong arm me because. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, mirth is like two thirds of the way through by the time you start. I think. Yeah. So everyone has kind of a bit of an opportunity to see their paths, their trajectories, their routes, this, that, and the other. The difference is, though, Mirth is only racing with five people because Jimmy doesn't even show up. Mm -hmm. So their side of the track is pretty clean and has far less collisions than your side, which ends up with, like, eight people racing at the same time. Mm. Um, So, you know, there is information to be gained, but there's definitely some other stuff going on um, on each side of the, the track. Uh, the other component to this are, obviously, if you're first, you win immunity, and you're going to tribal council one way or the other. But there are three spots on the track that if you end your turn in those spaces, you get something. Advantage, mm-hmm. information, clue, something of that nature. And... Uh, of course, they are positioned in such a way that they are kind of out of the way to stop on if you yeah. wanted them. So uh, with that in mind, um, tell me about your approach to this challenge. What you, if you had a strategy, if you had to course correct throughout the challenge, how it, will, how it all shook out. Well, as I said, we decided that, that we'd already been talking about nay probably being the next boat and so i distinctly remember that my main goal was to make sure she didn't win so more than anything else at least at the beginning that was 
what I was trying to do so that it would be easy to know who the vote would be. On top of that, though, it seemed like a fun challenge that I wanted to try to win if I could figure out how to do that. Um, trying to chart my... Where did I start? Ah, that's where I started. Did you let us pick our starting positions? or Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think my goal was to just see how far I could get. I had played um, Downforce is a somewhat similar board game in that you're having to sort of keep track of the curves of the course and figure out how far to move forward to be at your fastest. Um, And I think I was, a lot of what I was thinking about is just like how to make sure that you have enough time to slow down um, when you need to and speed up when you need to. And I figured that I cared more about trying to do well than I cared about um, trying to get to those bonus squares. Um, And it looks like the other tribe went for the bonuses more than we did. Yes. Granted, we didn't end up finishing, so there really was only one bonus that everyone actually passed by on my tribe as opposed to going for all of them but yeah i mean i think my goal was to win if i could or to stop nay from winning if i had to and i think you know at the end it looked like it was neck and neck with me and darcy so i would have been happy with a darcy win as well because she was at that point one of my closest allies and so that would have been exciting to see as well but my biggest thought was just that like it was dragging on into the night and I'm not a night person. Mm-hmm. And whatever, this is how I'm spending my birthday evening. And I think I remember by the end just being like, I don't really care what happens. I just want this to be done. But I don't know how it came to pass exactly that we decided to stop. I remember you polled everyone. And I remember being surprised that they all agreed to it because they basically gave me the win right at least that's what it felt like in the moment that like yeah the challenge starts around 8 30 eastern yeah um two hours later we are 20 rounds in so 10 rounds an hour ish yeah isn't the worst time frame i guess and i obviously it's like a lot of these types of challenges, the rounds get move faster the further we get as people understand what they need to do and and yeah. as well as as well as, you know, Jeffness, who is the one doing most of that, um is uh you know, become we become faster at responding to everybody and correcting your mistakes in decisions and that sort of thing. So yeah. um yeah, it looks like based on the type of movement you were doing that you had just entered the like the middle straightaway around that yeah. point and then uh, but i think we were what maybe like three quarters of the way around the track or something i mean uh, yeah i mean you're i mean once you get to the that uh into that straightaway i think that's true the last curve is not that hard to navigate no and I think no it, turning around. 
it becomes a situation where like it's hard to catch up if somebody's unless your max speed is drastically different than somebody behind you um and theirs is much higher like maybe there'd be something there but even just like everyone else who was racing had a lower max speed than you so i don't know how they were gonna ever catch up anyway um so it may have just been as much as they knew that there was no way they were yeah catching up so there was no reason to belabor it any longer unless people wanted to go for the bonuses i guess right um so we end up what did oh continue uh yeah so we end up going another hour or so after that uh give or take until finally it's like hey i think i think the issue was at first i think you were the only person who were who was upset by the length of time Hmm. and uh as the person who was winning and or (laughs) looking like the winner like yeah like you can stop (laughs) Right. <laughs> you don't have to keep going. But I think I think I was waiting for other people to express yeah. concerns about the length before doing anything in that situation. And I think it by the as we get closer to like eleven thirty, um, there are people who are saying things like that. And so we like, hey, it sounds like a lot of you were like are like done with this <laughs> or <laughs> have seen as seen as much as they need to. So uh if you'd like, we can stop it here and call it based on where everyone is in the moment and that's what happened so what was actually hidden behind each of the yes so um so space number one first advantage goes to maddie on your side smm on the other side and that information uh was the tribes will merge when there are 11 players remaining in the game Mm -hmm. simple uh, and I remember the, hearing that one through multiple <laughs> grapevines, I think. Yes, very well-kept secret. Yep. <laughs> uh, the second piece was a clue um, that would, on at least for SMM on Mirth, told him, you may find a new way to communicate with the right foundation. It would have been a different clue for Euphoria and would have been a clue to the neural link that was yet unfound. Uh, Mm. on each tribe as one was left for either side uh and then the third one which went to waxler um and nobody was also a clue his clue said there's more than meets the eyes on peregrine which is one of the roller coasters (laughs) this was a clue that ultimately leads him to the advantage he finds and it had been had it been found on Euphoria, it would have been a similar clue that leads to the um, yeah. spyglasses on your side. Yeah. So. What? Yeah. Good times. Good, Good times had. Times. You are the winner of individual immunity on Euphoria. Bramblecat is the winner of individual immunity on Mirth, um, narrowly edging out Chaco Beans at the end of it, um, because Mirth went earlier and finished before you did uh Mm -hmm. they were going to have their tribal council the next day yours would be the day following Mm -hmm. um and so a couple of things are going to happen here uh one we are going to inject uh tickets to go spectate Mm -hmm. the tribal council into your side of the of the park 
um, for the first three people that find them. And uh, that's going to end up, only two of them are going to be found by Darcy and Spenchman. Yeah. And I remember I was looking, but my parents were still here. I was at dinner with my dad. I felt bad about like (laughs) ignoring them the whole weekend that they had come out to spend with me. And so I remember I was like half-heartedly searching for a ticket while sitting at dinner, but I just like felt bad about doing it while I was hanging out with my dad. And I knew at this point, I think that Darcy had found it and was going to tell me whatever was happening. Bram was going to be there and vote and tell me everything (laughs) that was happening. Yes. So at some point it was like, I would rather get the ticket to say that I found another thing more than because I actually care all that much about being able to spectate their tribal. No, I mean, you, you, you're going to know pretty much everything that happens. And also it's not going to be very exciting. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not too much to learn. Um, uh, so the other thing that's going to happen in the, uh, while Mirth is off uh, deciding to unanimously vote out Jimmy, um, Euphoria has an extra day to mull over this vote. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's where things get a little more complicated. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how well you remember the details of everything but do you recall like how the drama started from where you were sitting well so i think we thought that we were gonna vote out nay and as i've said previously and at this point i even told bram that like taylor was someone that i wanted to work with that i like enjoyed him and that like maddie was an ally of convenience and that i had told them things at the beginning so i was working with him but if anything like i probably would have chosen taylor over maddie if the opportunity had presented itself but somehow taylor starts thinking that there's something going on related to me and darcy and maybe some sort of cross-tribe stuff but i think he approaches her about it first why he approaches her first instead of me i'm not completely sure except that maybe he thinks that she's more willing to cave than i am or he can figure something out but i think soon thereafter is when nay finds her neural link yes that if i'm remembering this timeline correctly yeah and somehow tells somehow taylor finds out about the neural link that nay found And then Taylor goes to Darcy and is like, not only do I think something's going on, I think that you or Bird, well, I think he maybe, maybe he thought she had the connection, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Did he think that she had it and that's why he approached her initially, but then he spread out and was like, you or Bird have one of these Mm -hmm. neural links and may not have called it by name, but she's freaking out now because he knows specifically what the, the advantage is. Yeah. is like not just like oh i think there's something going on but now he's like explicitly said like you're talking to someone on the other tribe yeah. but i think because i am immune or because he thinks some like he thinks darcy's the crux i don't know decides that he's gonna push darcy's name meanwhile i don't Darcy and Jordan weren't really super getting along at this point, but they're my two favorite people. So I'm like, why don't you two, (laughs) why aren't you two friends? And I think this was after Jordan had been like, you're my number one. And I was like, 
you're someone I like a lot. And so that relationship was already a little tenuous. And then Taylor is searching in the sub channels that night with Jordan and convinces Jordan that he may or may not have found an idol. And I don't think she'd really been in the sub channels to this point, like maybe a little bit, but not like too heavily. And then Taylor starts DMing me. I decide that instead of engaging with him, I'm just going to ignore him. So he keeps yelling at Darcy. I've just not said anything to him. I've just decided that I'm going to take the ghost strategy. I don't think he has anything. Um, I'm immune. So whatever happens here, at the end of the day, I'm making it through this. But then I guess I end up rallying Darcy, Spen, Maddie, myself to vote Taylor. Does that sound possible? Yes. Um, but going into Tribal knowing that, like, not expecting Tribal to be quite as firework prone as it was, but I remember basically saying to Jordan, like, I would prefer if you vote Taylor here. I don't want Darcy to be voted out, but ultimately this is your own game, your own choice about what you want to do if you're afraid that he has an idol or you truly think that Darcy's the big bad here or whatever, like, this is your choice. Like, basically, not that she needed my blessing to do anything, but giving <laughs> my blessing nonetheless. Yeah. But I remember just being, I think, mostly just hurt because Taylor was someone that I had genuinely enjoyed talking to and felt like instead of him being like, hey, do you want to have a conversation? Which, granted, I didn't entertain any messages he sent me, but still, it, it didn't feel like he was like, hey, I think this thing is happening. Let's have a conversation about it. Instead, it was like, you did this thing, and therefore, you're the, you're the problem. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. His DMs to me go, who is your neural link with? I know you have one. Oh, it's Bramblecat. Ha ha, cat, bird, LMAO, I love it. Pretty clever, actually. You both got caught in a lie, and you're scrambling to cover it. And I think for me, that just felt like it was like, oh, I'm being mocked. This is why I don't like when I don't tell people things and they find them out, because then people who I genuinely enjoy conversing with, who I think are fun, who I want to work with long term like now he's just coming and accusing rather than making it a real conversation and i think that was what was difficult how big of a because you know obviously there's a lot to this uh situation um and so given the how to phrase it like Given the sort of, it ends up being mostly a Darcy-Taylor conflict. Mm -hmm. And yeah. everyone else is either not part of it, like Steph or really Maddie um, or Nay, or is adjacent to it, like you and Jordan are. Who, yeah. But it, it all, mostly boils down to Darcy and Taylor 
because of I, like you kind of said like whether that's because he thought she was the one initially that had the connection whether he felt she would be easier to convince or get a and a confession out of or whatever the case may be um and so how much of you is concerned about him voting like actually being able to vote out darcy because while you are safe uh if you are sticking by darcy through this regardless of the outcome if the votes are not there to vote out taylor you're now on them in the minority you don't have darcy if she's the one voted out your second closest ally in jordan just voted out your first closest ally which we'll get to that um yeah like what the, there's a lot of implications about the different relationships that this that taylor's energy really stirs up in this moment so i'm curious like how how yeah like how concerned how afraid were you that the outcome wouldn't be a positive one not that it really ends up being positive yeah ultimately but like how worried were you that it might be even worse than it ended up being i'm not sure i had any idea of what he thought his numbers were like i thought that i had that that jordan was going to vote darcy and i wasn't surprised that nay voted darcy but i felt decently confident that Steph, Ben, and Maddie, I guess, were not voting Darcy. And so that felt like that everyone saw what Taylor was doing as a blow up that was fracturing the tribe and that it was obvious that he should be the one to take the fall for it, not the other way around. I don't know. I don't remember being terribly scared that the outcome wasn't going to go the way that I expected it to um but had it gone differently i mean i think everything would have gone differently at that point i think the bigger thing is that it would have created a lot more guilt i already felt guilty that darcy was the one who was hearing the brunt of the taylor confrontation to begin with um that he went to her first and that I wasn't willing to fight with him. So it just meant that when I wasn't fighting with him, then he went back and kept fighting with her rather than me taking some attempt to bear some of the brunt of his, you know, confrontation. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, from a game level, I think if Darcy had taken the fall, I would have felt guilty. I think there may have even been, I'm not entirely confident, but I think there may have even been a second where I considered giving Darcy the immunity in order to, because I figured even if Jordan was willing to vote Darcy, I didn't think she would be willing to vote me. And so if there was any chance that that would change things, I think there was at least some consideration that that would be something I would do. But I think at the end of the day, I felt confident enough that I had the numbers that it was fine to take the course as it was. But 
had Darcy been voted out there, I think more so than my own game tanking, the fact that I had let my closest ally take the fall for what ultimately, like, she wasn't the one with the neural link. I was the one with the neural link. Um, so had she been the one to take the fall, I think it would have been more a feeling of guilt than like, oh shit, my game is tanked. Right. Um, I see here in your confessional, you say, today's terrible idea with Bird. Give Taylor my immunity. Blow up the game. Um, I don't. That would have been funny. Uh, I don't see Darcy-related immunity. Hmm. Although that was the day before you went to tribal, I think. If I'm yeah. Right. Or maybe not. No, it was, yeah. Um, so, uh, okay. So, you know, Taylor doing all the things, um, I can, you know, just scrolling through your confessional, like see a lot of the things that are happening in the game are, it feels like they're causing you to retreat more so than just ignoring Taylor, but like retreating from the environment where it's all happening if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and i think i think the best thing that you do is to not succumb to the urges to quote currently just want to say respectfully fuck off but i won't do anything rash while i'm tired and like that's a good decision um probably doesn't make things better (laughs) even if it might have felt like the right thing and i definitely understand how that feels um uh morning of your tribal so this is after mirth has gone to tribal council they voted out jimmy um confessional message can i stop being everyone's number one now please thanks universe (laughs) um so true uh, you ask us if you have the ability to close an open DM channel if you'd want to. Um, we, of course, tell you you can. Um, you don't take us up on that, though. Uh, I think Darcy asks us that as well and also declines to do so. Yeah. Um, I did find I posted a poll where... I asked if I should give my necklace to Darcy, Jordan, or Sven. Yes. I don't know why I was considering Sven as a possible. <laughs> um, um, I think I just saw necklace it. Person. What if I give immunity to someone I'm worried won't vote with us? Is that enough to secure a vote? Hmm. Or I guess Spenjamin perhaps is the person you are most unsure of yeah. in their vote, which I guess is reasonable. Um, yeah. Oh, and there we go. Fuck. I want to give immunity to Darcy so bad, but that doesn't help either of us. And my friend told me I can't sacrifice for people who told me not to. I wonder who I was talking to. I have a bet as to who it was. I think it was our friend, like one of our other college friends, who doesn't actually spectate these, even though we want her to. Um <laughs> but who's a mutual friend and i suspect that that's who it was Mm. but hmm, intriguing so i guess that i just wasn't willing to blow up my own game at the end of the day even if it meant that there was a chance darcy 
was blindsided. Right. Would have been fun to give up the necklace, though. Seems kind of out there. Do you think the you today would have handled the situation the same way? I think I would have at least tried to talk to Taylor. Like, I think letting Darcy take the complete fall for this, letting people take the fall for my actions in this game becomes, I, I think, sort of starts here, but becomes a somewhat of a reoccurring theme throughout the merge. But I think in general, like, trying to take a little bit more ownership from that, or at least take the heat off of Darcy, is something that I would have liked to do. But I guess I also feel like letting people yell and scream doesn't always make it better. So I don't know how much letting Taylor just continue to go scorched earth across my DM and also Darcy's DM would do better. I guess it feels like by the time it got to this point, it was too late for a good outcome. But I don't know exactly what the play before this would have been so that we didn't end up in the bad place that we ended up in ultimately. But I think I would have liked to play it differently if only to just like because Taylor is someone that I think is fun and funny and someone that I like talking to and I wish that even if it had been a situation of we know that we're coming for each other that like we could have talked until the end like that there would have been some way to let the game be the game but let the people be the people and just be like hey I'm sorry that you know you're upset that you didn't know about this thing and that you think that me keeping this as a secret is the end of the world. I guess I'm just not clear why the neural link was enough reason to go gorged earth on. And I admittedly haven't listened to Taylor's podcast yet, so maybe there's some explanation there. But I think what was frustrating is it felt like had this come post-merge, it would have felt like, okay, this is just like part of the game. But it felt to me like, had he not done this here and now, you know, it, it makes sense, I guess, from his perspective to try to take down some power when he could. Um, but on the other hand, I was never going to vote him out before merge, if not for this. Yeah, I mean, we talked about, um, and obviously Taylor doesn't know how long the Neuralinks existed, but yeah, uh, the fact that it's been there since day one, pretty pretty powerful stuff. And... I guess it's just like, is the expectation that I would have told him, is that what he's upset about? Is it that like, uh, oh, you didn't tell me? Or, <laughs> I mean, I recorded the Taylor episode so long ago, I don't want to <laughs> speak for him when I don't remember it perfectly. I would say, from my perspective, it feels, I I would, you know, I don't know that this is how he did it, but, or what he was thinking, but when you have, I, I think it was probably pretty clear to the people on Euphoria that you were the de facto leader, right? You had structured and scheduled all the challenges that you'd participated in. Um, you were clearly good at them. Um 
as evidenced by winning the most recent one. And, you know, that's that's something. But, like, you know, that in and of itself wouldn't be enough. I believe it was becoming more and more apparent to some that you and Darcy were a pretty tight pair. Yeah. Um, so, there again, pairs, very dangerous in this game. And then I think... And so I think... I think isolate that and it be and and i think you have a scenario where it's like all right this is a this is a question mark like this is clearly a person who's put themselves in a really good position and um but it's not like an unbeatable position and a pair is definitely going to stick out at merge and you know final eight nine whenever like there will be opportunities but i'm wondering if okay, this person in a really good position on our tribe also is connected to the other tribe. I'm not connected to the other tribe. My allies, my closest allies, are not connected to the other tribe. But the most powerful person on my tribe is. And, like, I can see, you know, kind of making that, like, how how do I not, like, okay, now this is a person, this is a threat, this is a player that I have to take out immediately and i can see that sort of mental math mental gymnastics um naturally of course you're immune at this vote so that's not really an option yeah and all of a sudden and and of course you know whether or not taylor it did feel like at least initially he was not sure who had the connection and so like well i'm not gonna you know badger bird about it because i couldn't vote for them anyway so let's say, let's hope it's Darcy, <laughs> and then we can throw Darcy <laughs> under the bus. Um, and then when it's the case that it's not Darcy's Neuralink, it's yours, and also you're not responding to him, like, well, he's kind of already set this ball in, this, this ball in motion. Um, I do kind of feel like he didn't know how to stop it, and maybe he didn't want to, even if he could. Um, yeah. But... I don't I don't think the the like bare bones decision making was flawed. I do think the methodology was flawed though, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um I think it would have been easier for me to stomach if it was me that he was going after. Right. Like if I wasn't immune or if you'd waited until the next challenge and like part of me is like, well, couldn't he have just waited to the next challenge and then voted me out then? And it would have been all good, but obviously he needed nay as a number to Mm -hmm. keep this going. She's the one who's actually telling him things like that. She found a neural link when I'm not telling him those things. But I just think that like what made it difficult is that, it was targeted at Darcy. I was hearing her side of things through a game of telephone. I was hearing his side of things through Jordan to some extent. I was just ignoring him. But, like, if it had been me he was going after, then it would have felt to me like, yeah, it's my advantage and I get it. But, like... It was frustrating that it was Darcy he was going after, and then I'm frustrated at myself that I let him go after her and didn't do anything to 
stop that part. Yeah. It's fun, these games we play. Um, you say we play. <laughs> when are you going to play one, Ryan? <laughs> so That's not a real question. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so you said that you felt fairly confident in Taylor not having the numbers to vote out Darcy. So we show up to tribal council and just like Mirth's tribal council, there are people from the other tribe here to watch you. Mm. Um, in this case, it is Waxler, SMM, and Chaco. Uh, yeah. And they are going to get their money's worth. <laughs> mm. um, I do. I, I get curious if the tribal itself went as it did because there were spectators, if that had any bearing um, on how that's a good question. loud it was. I imagine, I don't know. I imagine it would be similar, but yeah. that's obviously impossible to know for certain. Um, and uh, Taylor, for, for the... For the television viewing audience, uh, great TV and um, m more than comfortable to just lay everything out there in front of front of front of me without me really having to poke and prod for it, which was nice. Because um, at least we didn't have to like hem and haw for forty minutes before all this came out and then it explode. We could just get right yeah. to it. That was good. Um, but. You know, it's, you know, immediately that's really what this tribal council comes down to is Taylor throwing his accusations out, uh, you and Darcy reacting, responding, depending on what the accusation is, depending on what he's saying and how he's saying it, ultimately. Um, Darcy doing more of it, I think, um, since obviously she's the one who's at risk if it goes the wrong direction and uh so on and so forth the neural link is brought up at this point chaco knew about it waxler knew about it smm had just found one before this tribal council so everyone watching knew about them as the thing didn't know yeah. though i guess smm didn't know that you and bram had one connected to each other but waxler and chaco did so yeah. uh I guess, like, you know, you're not telling most people things they didn't already know. Um, you say, ask anyone, a Neuralink is not the most useful advantage. Don't, anyone who's listening to this podcast, forget whatever I said two hours ago. <laughs> Neuralink's not useful advantages. No, they're actually disadvantages, as evidenced yeah. by this tribal council. Yeah, they make you fight <laughs> with everyone. Um... And so, uh, um, you know, Spengeman mentions that he got a Neuralink advantage in a different org, or at least the same sort of functionality, and it meant nothing for everyone else who got it. Um, yeah. I mean, just not using it the right way, I guess. Yeah, clearly. And then Taylor says, Nay, Jordan, Steph, Maddie, you're all getting 10th through 6th places. Uh, first of all, that's four people getting five different places, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the, the math doesn't line up quite quite well. However, um, nay, as we will find out, next person voted out. Uh, yeah. Jordan does fall into that slot. Um, 
Steph makes it further, and Maddie also makes it further. Uh, So, eh. Taylor's not the harbinger of death. He's not, unfortunately, as much as he wants to be. Um, And so, it's right around that time where I shut off (laughs) everyone's (laughs) abilities to talk. Because as much as I enjoy squabbles, um, and I, you know, the best tribal councils are the ones where I don't really have to say much. Uh, (laughs) This is not going down any kind of productive trail whatsoever. And so I basically just summed up the quote unquote facts that people had said up to this point um, or had been alleged up until this point yada 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 um taylor says there's a connection between euphoria and mirth he specifically singles out bird darcy and bramble bird admits there's a connection with bramble the usefulness of this connection is up for debate (laughs) so true (laughs) um you know clearly this is something that started a while ago reading between the lines using my omniscience um sounds like it spilled over to more people so here's what i'm asking um does this neural link affect the dynamics of the tribe Darcy and Taylor, if both of you survive tonight's vote, can you coexist moving forward? For everyone else, can you coexist with the two of them on the same tribe? And does that mean tonight's vote is one of the two of them? I get the sense that there's varying levels of hostility and emotions. These feelings, everyone's feelings are valid. No one at this tribal council has all the facts. So I'm going to ask you all to remain civil to the best of your abilities. Lovely. First. Great. Awesome. Um, Love it. So we get this five-minute timeout. I let everybody talk again and um, like six minutes pass and Taylor posts a big conversation between himself and Darcy um, obeying the copy paste rules, uh, which we appreciate. Um, I don't think he altered anything to my knowledge. uh, Yeah. But that would have been spicy. That would have been really spicy. But I think at this point, Darcy had also been copying and pasting a decent number of these messages to me anyway. So at least from my end, it was like, yeah, these are all things that I've seen before. So whether or not some of it's been doctored, it hasn't been doctored enough that I'm feeling like there's anything new here. Yeah. Um, And so we, you know, he mentions the two of you being partners, uh, um we get some i don't know how to have a number one responses from you uh lovely (laughs) i mean it's accurate i guess so yeah not in the way that not in the way way that that i think yeah um and then you know we start talking about being partners and people trusting each other and so on and so forth um, I know from talking to Maddie that his uh, approach to this tribal council was to post gifts, and that's mostly it. <laughs> he didn't I want mean, to be involved, and uh, yeah. Perfect behavior. Really? Just, <laughs> because when you can't, when people can't just see your face as you're <laughs> looking shocked, this is the yes. stand-in. Um, he, he framed it as, and I really liked this uh explanation of trying to present himself as a viewer in the same way that smm and Chaco and waxler were at mm-hmm. this tribal which i thought was a really good way to 
yeah. present it and i think he does a decent job at that um yeah. and so uh you know we get the it's fine dog gif it's great um i also and then and then like i asked the question does anyone feel like they're on the bottom jordan yes darcy yes you these days implying yes (laughs) uh taylor come on i literally set the camp on fire um maddie in in as many words yes spenjamin yes Steph, I don't have any idea. And I'm like, okay, you're all being ridiculous. <laughs> um, How are we supposed to react to you asking if we feel like we're well, yes. Yeah, then, okay. Like you that's have to say thing. yes, don't you? Right. And then I have to say, well, you can't all be on the bottom. <laughs> that's yeah. impossible. So, you know, you fell into the trap. <laughs> well, I can't say no, I still feel like I'm a top dog even though my game is feeling like it's blowing up in front of my eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, all right. And then we get to the point, and I've, I've had this conversation with Darcy, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Um, Taylor says, I know we got heated as fuck, and we're playing a game, but I really enjoy you both. And it really calls into question this idea of when you're playing an org and so different, like the biggest uniqueness relatives to survivor. It's not the fact that you're not at, you don't have to survive on an Island. It's not the fact that you're not spending all this time with these people. It's not the fact that you're at the beck and call of the production schedule whenever they need you to be. It's the fact that everything you say has no facial expression, intonation, inflections in it. And somebody saying, Something like, um, um, I'm trying to find a really good example really quick. Uh, I don't know. What anyway, anyway, you can say something in a way that like, when you interpret it as if somebody is hostile, it's really scary. It's really significant. It's really serious. And it changes the context of the of the conversation you're having with that person but you could also and and then like you proceed down that path a handful of messages and then maybe you realize like oh no wait they were just joking like Mm -hmm. they obviously don't want to kill me (laughs) or whatever they said (laughs) right like that was just them exaggerating for effect Mm -hmm. or they're being sarcastic and you know this is day 13 and like maybe you had that a, a good enough relationship with Darcy or Jordan to read that context with them, but you might not have had the same way, ability to read that context with Maddie or Nay or Steph or Taylor, and you certainly wouldn't have had that context with somebody like SMM or Chaco, right? So it, you know, when Taylor says that. Um, And I think it's, you know, the first time, at least during this tribal council, where he kind of implies that this is a game. And because it's a game, like, it's fun to act in the manner that he's acting. And so I'm curious, because obviously, like, you and Darcy were not having fun during this experience, right? But... If he was, because for him, it was like, all right, we're on a 
game show. We are playing it up for the cameras, air quotes. Um, like, how do you respond to that? How do you feel about the potential for that to be the case and, and whatever else that entails? I think knowing Taylor, as I know him now, having played with him here, having spectated him in Academy, having hosted him in Yester Orgs, having spectated him in Red Panda, I think that all of this would have felt very different because I think, to your point, like, I know that he, this is how he plays. And so it would have just felt like, oh, this is Taylor being Taylor. And yeah, he's blowing it up, but he's blowing it up because when you play a lot of these games, each individual one doesn't matter so much. And so if you can find out that someone's lying to you and figure out that it makes them uncomfortable to needle at them about it, that can be fun and, you know, exciting and a way to make this game feel different than all the other ones. I think because it was my first org, because I didn't know Taylor well, because it was this game that meant so much to me rather than just any other game, which granted, I don't think I've really played any games that feel like any other game because I'm kind of selective as to what I play. But I think in general that like, it felt like this one mattered so much. It was a lot harder to abstract away from this being real people that we're befriending who it feels like anything that they say is what they actually genuinely feel about you and how they think about you to like at the end of the day we're just playing a game and we can all be friends afterwards like if you beat me at monopoly i'm not gonna like hate you forever like maybe i'll be upset for five minutes <laughs> Or if we're playing Catan and you have the robber and every time you roll a seven, you put it on <laughs> my six bricks. And so I'm never able to build a road. Like no matter how frustrated I get in that moment, when the game's done, the game is done. And it it doesn't change how I think about you as a person. But there's something about the fact that one, you're meeting these people for the first time when you play. So it feels a little bit more personal because you only know them as the character that they're playing. Mm -hmm. But two, I think just that, like, especially in this game where I was spending, you know, pretty much every waking hour staring at my screen, thinking about the game. When I'm not looking at the screen and I'm driving or I'm walking, I can't get my mind out of thinking about what my next step is who I want to talk to next, what I want to talk to them about. I think it was more difficult because it felt like it was everything that I was in that time. But I think it's true. Like, you know, seeing that message where he's like, at the end of the day, what, whichever one, the one you quoted about mm -hmm. how, you know, at the end of the day, he thinks we're cool people or whatever, like, Reading that, I was like, yeah, I fully believe that too. And so I think that gets back to how I would have played it all differently. Like, I wish that in the 24 hours preceding the vote, I had been able to have that ability to remove myself and talk to him as people who I, you know, think are fun and 
but I don't think that that ability to abstract was one that I had at the time, and it's still something that I find difficult to do in orgs in general, but I think less difficult now than it was then when it felt like it was my everything. <sighs> it's, uh, it's just a lot. All of it. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, all right. So all this happens um, and more, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh, I give uh i ask for the votes everybody votes um ask for idols no idols and then reveal the votes and so are you expecting the vote outcome that we get of a five to three i think i was expecting either a five three or a six two i wasn't completely sure what jordan was doing okay but i was pretty sure that taylor had Nay. I mean, from reading my confessionals right before and after submitting my vote, I do express apprehension that the vote's going to land on Darcy. Mm -hmm. But I'm still not clear who I thought he had (laughs) other than Nay and Jordan. Like, maybe Maddie. I guess if he had Maddie, then it would have been a A 4-4, right? Yeah. But I didn't think that either of... I didn't think that anyone was going to rocks for Taylor. Especially when you and Darcy would have been immune from them. So yeah, it wouldn't have really accomplished much on Taylor's side unless somebody flipped on a revote. And I don't think Steph in any universe is ever flipping on Darcy because she's Steph and she's amazing and she's <laughs> wonderful and she's kind and Darcy had never done her any wrong. Not that Taylor had done her any wrong either, but I assume that she's not flipping so maybe spen flips but i think it's more likely that in a 4-4 um that jordan and or maddie flip and vote taylor anyway so i don't know where those numbers would have been any uh we get taylor darcy taylor darcy taylor taylor darcy and the sixth person voted out of nexus park is taylor you read my vote first yes (laughs) (laughs) cruel yep love to see it Mm. not even darcy's vote first i'm the one who (laughs) Mm. Mm. nay i have my final speech ready oh Mm. nay oh nay oh and i use the shannon blink gif yep to say immediately following GG. Not that that would even mean anything to him. <laughs> it did this to be... <laughs> Yeah, but... <laughs> I remember that Shan had sent me that, like, a few weeks before the season, and I was like, oh, that's really funny. Like, I don't know why I'm going to save this gif, but I'm going to save it in case I need it at a future date. And for some reason, that was the <sighs> moment that... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Taylor voted out in the uh 13th place uh, one Not shy even 12th of, place club. yeah one shy <laughs> of the infamous 12th place club yeah and so um we are now down to 12 people mm-hmm. and we have i don't know what 
any any final thoughts um, as we <laughs> wrap up this first episode uh, of your interview about the sort of fallout of this vote um, before, you know? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. I think I was just tired mm-hmm. and I really didn't want to go back to tribal, but we knew at this point that there was one more tribal before emerge because as you said everyone knew at this point that we were merging at 11 i think it was just you know people joke about like whatever the game starts at the merge but i think if anything this is like if the game started anywhere other than where it started this is where it did because it made it clear that information is a currency that you may or may not always be able to control. It marked me and Darcy as a duo, which was not something that was unknown to people beforehand, but I think further solidified that. But I think at the end of the day, the outcome was as good as it could have been given the circumstances leading up to the 48 hours that manifested themselves makes sense um yeah i i would agree this is the quote-unquote turning point of things did this win the turning point award? i don't know if we did that at this time yeah i'm not sure we did it yet maybe um yeah yeah, i don't know (laughs) if it if it didn't i don't know why it didn't and if we didn't do it that's why it didn't um but yeah we uh we have reached the final 12 we are 33 percent of the way through this game in terms of players kind of mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit um and uh this is a great place to stop sounds good uh well bird thank you for joining me on this first episode of your interview and uh we will figure out a time to do the next one thanks for having me looking forward to see what comes next (laughs) yeah we got a long way to go (laughs) Mm. but yeah we do it'll be it'll be a fun ride one way or the other Uh Uh aha ride fun yes good puns (laughs) good puns Um, well have a good rest of your day thank you good luck with waxler thank you (laughs) Um, and I'm sure I will see you today, probably in the Hidden City server. Uh, Always. I can't get away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See ya. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you'd like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting alliancesseasons.com. Our 13th season, Sky Cruiser, is now casting. Come join us in the HQ during the off-season for games and trivia and other fun stuff. So long, farewell, I'll be good, say goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be good, say adieu. Nothing's really left. Or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever Only out of place So long, farewell Oh, what I'll be to say Wait a minute Wait a minute Wait a minute